Hello, mommies. It's me, the water champ, the personality champ, the holding it down champ. As uh, my sweet love, Tom, is out on the road. He Currently, I think he's in Judo York Titties right now. And he has been working so hard this month. And he's got some dates I'm going to read now. Okay, Charlotte, North Carolina on the 13th of November. And then the 14th, he's in Pensacola. And then the 15th, Lake Charles, Louisiana. Austin sold out. Forget it. The 29th, the day after Thanksgiving around there in Melbourne, Florida. And then the 30th, Miami. And then December 5th, Erie, Pennsylvania. Uh, the 6th. Oh, that's sold out. Forget that one. Okay. Columbus on the 6th of December. Let's go up. And Windsor, Ontario, December 8th, my birthplace. And that's it. The end of the year on the 28th of December in Honolulu, Hawaii. And on the 29th, Kaluhalihalahala. Hi. I don't know how to say it. Kahului. Hawaii. I'm sorry. I am sorry. I know your home is more beautiful than anything I can ever imagine. And then 2020, there's a million dates. Let's not even go there. He's doing a residency in Vegas. Uh, He is just everywhere and I love him so much and I miss him and I know you guys do too, but we've got a killer episode for you, which I'll get into. Okay. And then my dates Uh, through the end of the year, I'm at Flappers and Burbank in the YooHoo room. I'm doing my residency every Thursday. Tickets go really fast. It's just intimate 50 or so people. Seattle, Portland, almost completely gone. And then Burbank. And then 2020, I've got dates in Houston, January 30th. Uh, February 14th, that's Valentine's Day in Tampa at the Tampa Improv. March 13th through 14th, Miami Improv. March 26th through 28th, Dallas at the Addison Improv. April 3rd and 4th, Dork Titties. Uh, Caroline's Comedy Club, April 24th and 25th, Des Moines. Des Moines, Iowa at the Funny Bone. And then June 12th and 13th, Phoenix, Arizona at Stand Up Live. Tickets at Christina P. Online. There you go. So much We have so much for you in this episode. So excited. Uh, We have Judd Apatow coming in and Wayne Fetterman, his buddy as well. And uh, we had so much fun talking to him. You guys all know him. He's a very famous director, stand-up comedian. I mean, what hasn't he done? He's kind of amazing. So enjoy this episode and I'll see you soon. Bye, mommy. All right, uh, we're here. This is called a set. I don't know if you've ever been on a set before. <laughs> well, part lights, of it is real and part of it is like cameras. not finished. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's the whole vibe we're going for. Yeah. We want it to be real and not finished. People won't see that side. They'll never see it. Wow. They'll never see it. Cool. You just revealed the biggest secret we have. It's like the Wizard of Oz when you see yeah. the set and you're like, oh. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you like our colors, but we are sponsored by Morton Steakhouse. Yeah. Uh, nice. and yes. And I can get you. I can get you like a, a discount on an appetizer if you want, okay. but only at certain locations. I just thought so it was like a, more of a Ruth Chris feel. Wow! Oh, yeah, wow. Uh, wow. it's Judd Apatow <laughs> and Wayne Fetterman are joining us today. Um, you've always got a dozen or so projects going on. Yes, uh, you just got back from uh, New York. You That's were true. directing the with the new Pete Davidson. I was. I was directing a new uh, Pete Davidson movie. Well, there isn't. Another one. Right. So you're, you're directing the Pete the Davidson. The Davidson movie. Yes. Yeah. Uh, which also stars Bill Burr. Never heard of him. Never heard what of is him. He, what does he play in the movie? Um, he plays a, a whimsical fairy. <laughs> no, yeah. he, um, he plays a, a fireman mm-hmm. uh, who is uh, dating P. 
Pete's mom. Got you. Oh. So That's, this is when Bill was rocking the mustache for a while. Yes, because he's a fireman. And a lot of the firemen wear mustaches. So Bill, for many months, had that. Had to wear a, a very specific it's, kind of large mustache. It seemed appropriate. Mm. I mean, he looked like it, it looked like it fit him. You know what I mean? Sometimes yes. you see someone in a mustache, you're like, you really look like shit, man. You needed. <laughs> but like his actually kind of I never got to vibe with him. So oh, he posted up some like photos and stuff. And because I feel like if he weren't a comedian, he might be a firefighter. He might be. Like yeah. Yes, he fit in. The yeah. firemen just took to him. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. loved him. I believe Because uh, we had a, a lot of the firemen in the movie are currently firemen. Oh, you know, wow. some of them oh really? Also act and and they love yeah. Bill. <laughs> look at and, him. He looks ridiculous. Yes. Yeah, that's the real deal. Yeah, and he's clean shaven, good. which I think is also part yeah. of the effect. It's he the, looks yeah. like such a fucking psycho. It's he great. does. <laughs> he really does. He's yeah. not the guy you want dating your mom. Thus, the premise <laughs> of the film: What yeah. if Bill Burr in this character dated my mom? And, and Pete, this is a uh, you know, this is like Pete is playing a version of himself, right? In the film, uh, Pete is, uh, I guess, playing. A version of Pete if he never found comedy. Got you. And he was just sleeping uh, in his, you know, his, his same old room and he never moved out of his right. mother's house. And gotcha. Pete, by yes. the way, I feel like Pete, I've known Pete for a while now. I feel like he's still, I don't know, 19. Like he he doesn't age for some reason. Like it's like been six years and I'm like, are you still 20? <laughs> like how old is he now? I think he's 25 or 26. See, that just, I don't know. You just changed that for me. Every yeah. time I see him, I'm like, are you still in high school or something? Because when we were working on Trainwreck before we shot, Amy Schumer was like, you you have to meet this kid. It's so weird that he's 19 years old. Yeah. And it's so funny. Yeah, it is. And, you know, we threw him a line or two in the movie. And for me, sometimes I think, It'd be fun to put Pete in the movie for a line or two because if he does become a gigantic mm -hmm. uh, world uh, famous comedian, I look so cool for having noticed. <laughs> yes. It's yeah. like Richard Dreyfus in The Graduate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we started, you know, kicking around the idea of what, what would a Pete movie look like. That's cool, man. And uh, now, uh, five years later, here we are. Yeah. No, Very I think I cool. saw him five years. I did, I did Oddball like five years ago, that mm -hmm. big amphitheater mm -hmm, tour. Sure. And he did a few dates and he was like, I guess 20. I was like, this guy's 20. And uh, he destroyed. It was, I was like, oh, okay. I guess some people are good when they're 20. <laughs> I know. It's very rare the, the 20 year old who actually can do it. You yeah. know, there was Bob Goldthwait, Eddie Murphy, Eddie as Murray. an 18, 19 year yeah. old was yeah. murdering. And Bill Hicks, who started at yes. like 13 or sure. something. Yeah. I mean, God damn it. I think Chappelle was so pretty upset. good young, too. Chappelle started Absolutely. at 14. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah he has, oh. he's got chops. Um, just a handful of them can who who know who they are yeah very young like they yeah. i remember seeing michael che and i think instantly yeah he knew who he was yeah and was hysterical very fast from the moment like he started that's true you know what he had really young too it's very rare in stand-up is he he's like um was a young guy who didn't care if people didn't like him which is like you find that like it takes a long time to go. It's not that you're trying to be provocative, but if you go like, I'm these these is my point of view. These are my jokes. Yeah. And if you don't like it, like I don't care. Most when you're 20, you're like, please just oh like gosh. me. Yeah. You know. And, oh man, I would be in the bathroom at Governor's on Long Island before every set, just sick. Yeah. yeah. I was so well. I also was terrible. So I knew it was gonna go bad. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't like, this might go yeah. well. No, this is gonna go very badly. I'm just gonna walk into a buzzsaw right now. I always, I'm always yeah. fascinated by your relationship with stand-up in that basically every comedian, their thing is like, 
how can I get out of stand-up <laughs> and, like, yeah. and like do what Judd does? Yeah. Like that's everyone. They're just yeah. like, I just got to stop doing this fucking bullshit. And then you ha- have reached the like penultimate levels of success in Hollywood. And you're like, got to get a spot in tonight. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm the guy breaking back into prison. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of, it's really fascinating. You know? Well, I think that, uh, you know, obviously stand-up has been, the thing I loved more than anything since I was a kid. Yeah. I just was drawn away from it just by other work. Yeah. And also, you know, by the fact that, you know, when I started, I, I really wasn't that good at it. I, I did okay, but people were amazing. No, in but that you era. did. You're playing it down, though. I mean, like, you had success. You were on the HBO Young Comedian special. Mm-hmm. You're you're doing gigs. You're, I you're, did some Dennis Millers. Yeah. You got to admit it. Wow. Yeah. You're, you're, you, were, you were working comic, man. Yeah. But like, do you remember the first time? Because like, I, I I think it is really interesting that you are, you know, you're working as a comic, and then you're, I guess you probably have a writing job, and then mm-hmm. you realize I'm getting further away from stand up and leaning more towards this. Well, I would write for other comedians because I noticed something very early, which is no one wanted to write for other comedians. So right. there were tons of comedians. They all needed jokes. I needed money, and the people I were was friends with like Sandler and Spade, they weren't going to write a joke for someone else. Like, yeah. it, I mean, the, the idea of course. that Adam Sandler would sit with his pen and pad and take some money to write a joke you yeah. know, for someone else, I mean, it was ridiculous. But I was like, this is the best thing ever. I can make so much money you loved it. Uh, doing it. And I, I liked hanging around with the comedians, so I would you know, s- spend time with George Wallace or Taylor Negron and oh, you know, make a few hundred dollars kicking things around. I couldn't believe you could get paid for that. Yeah. I'm going to go hang out with Taylor Negron and kick around jokes mm. and he's going to write me a check. So you guys would riff stuff together and then like here's some here's a check? Yeah, and sometimes you know George Wallace is like uh Chad, I only do two kinds of jokes. Stupid shit and things I don't understand. And sometimes, <laughs> what if I were president? <laughs> and I wrote him a bunch of jokes. Uh-huh. And my, me and my friend Joel Madison wrote some jokes for Jeff Dunham's new old man puppet. Uh-huh. And so that was the beginning of just paying my rent. Right. And then it just turned into writing for Tom Arnold, which led to writing for Roseanne. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly the TV I TV show, the series or her stand up? Could never get on the show. So I would write her act with her. What? Um, I did not know that. So I'd go to her house on Sunday and she'd be like in her bathrobe and we'd sit at her kitchen table and Man, write jokes. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like 21 years old, right? Really? Like stretch marks jokes <laughs> with Roseanne. That's it's, uh, uh, and. Uh, Wait, did you want to write on her show? Was that a oh, thing? Oh, yeah. So that was yeah. disappointing you couldn't get on it? I never got on anyone's show. Like, I would write sketches for In Living Color with Jim Carrey. Mm. What? And then he would get me the meeting to meet with Keenan to be on staff because he'd pay me out of his own pocket. And I just wouldn't get the gig. Sandler got SNL. What? I'm like, I'm going to write for SNL. And then I would never get the what, gig. What do you think it is? I don't know. And then I, you know, I, I I'm going to say a personality. Yeah, what sucks? The you know? I may be bad in a meeting. Yeah. Uh, and then I met Ben Stiller and we came up with the Ben Stiller show, but I had been rejected by every show on television in every capacity. Uh, and then just because people wanted Ben to do a show and oh. Ben wasn't smart enough to know that I hadn't done a show. Uh, suddenly I'm like running his show with zero uh, experience like I don't know what I'm doing I'm just like watching Ben and, and people haven't didn't really notice that you're inexperienced right away right like they don't I put assume Bob Odenkirk noticed <laughs> he was the best sketch writer in the world yeah yeah but you know I'd done some HBO specials with people I hadn't run a 
ongoing concern. And uh, and then I just didn't have time to do stand-up because the Ben Stiller show was just all But it must consuming. be immensely satisfying that you had like all these meetings that they're like, no thanks, and now you can just call a meeting and just be, you know, do whatever yes. you want. I, yes, because I, you know, what I did is I wrote an episode of The Simpsons, yeah, and I wrote an episode of Get a Life, and that was my samples. Mm -hmm. So they didn't ask for it. That's how you would try to get a job on staff. Yeah. And so it was the first season of The Simpsons, and I, oh, all right, this show seems like it might work. And uh, I wrote an episode, and I didn't get anything. I got one meeting. So say there's 50 shows on TV. Yeah. I got one meeting out of those 50 shows and was rejected by that show. <laughs> Get a life. Um, I love that show. And I only got that meeting, I think, because Shanling made them meet with me. Really? Uh, and then we did the Ben Stiller show. Then when that ended, Gary was doing Larry Sanders and he said, do you want to jump on here? And then I did a show called The Critic, which was some of the Simpsons guys, Reese and Gene, mm -hmm. created a show with John Lovitz oh, right. as uh, a critic. The Critic, that's right. And, and and so many comics would guest on that show. That was how that, yes. right? Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, I remember that. And uh, so, and then I'm like, I guess the world wants me to write because I'm getting paid all this money mm. to write. Yeah. And, or I could middle in Tempe for the improv. <laughs> yeah, which and, also pays great. Yeah. <laughs> it still yeah. pays the same. It, it, it pays the, the same as when you were exactly doing the same yes. money. Same weirdly. health benefits. Yeah, yeah it's but really I, cool. I imagine. Still no travel. Still no travel. <laughs> no yeah. I imagine it's harder to go back to stand up having had all the success you've had than starting anew. You know what I mean? Like going. Did you ever. Sorry. Did you keep doing stand up as you were writing for the people or had you kind no, of dropped I off? I yeah. just totally. Stopped. So that's got to be terrifying because now you've lost the muscle. Sure, and I and I always wanted to do it. So when I would have movies come out, I was, I would go on Leno and Conan, and and that was my standup would be to try to write decent jokes for the, everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And occasionally I would you know host something, but I wasn't doing it. And then when we did Trainwreck, Amy was doing tons of standup, and I honestly I just got jealous. I just thought she sounds like she's having so much fun. Yeah. And every time she would come back from I the road, she's like, "Now I'm playing two thousand seaters." And then she, three mm -hmm. months later, we'd be working on you know on the movie. She's like, "I'm playing four thousand seaters." Yeah. And I'm like, "This sounds like a, like a great fun thing to do." So we were in New York, and she would play the cellar, and I said, "You know, I'm going to go up one night just to make you laugh because it, it won't go well." Right. But just as a joke yeah. for Amy, yeah. I'm going to go throw something together to make you laugh. And I didn't know that Esty, the booker, was watching and the club was watching. I was only doing it for Amy, for Amy, hoping it would go badly. And I just told some old story and it went well. And then the comedy seller was like, hey, if you want to come in and do spots, you can. And then I was and like, wait, hooked. no one's ever said that to me in my <laughs> yeah, whole life. Right. I mean, how many years I begged Bud Freeman to give me a spot. Yeah. No one's ever made it easy yeah. and so i just took advantage of it and what's your approach now because mm -hmm. you are you're so known like those first few spots going back what's your angle you know because here's a guy yeah. that has everything like you can't be like i'm just a schlubby yeah. guy like you're not <laughs> i just <laughs> trying to get laid yeah oh, like a loser like you're not a loser you know like yeah let me tell you how much not a loser judd is <laughs> right when we were in montreal uh, like a year ago a bunch of us are in the green room like comparing watches <laughs> we're like check out this watch and check out this watch we're like what about you judd he's like I did the watch thing a while ago. Got <laughs> <laughs> him over that now, guys. We're like, all right. And then everyone's like, yeah, Judd, 
Judd's probably <laughs> he's got, over the watch. Yeah, yeah. He's like he's like you guys yeah. just got money. That's cool. So <laughs> that was a funny green room moment. There was, was a lot moment. of amazing comedians yes. in one spot yeah. in Montreal. Yeah. I have a photo of it. I think. Oh really? Yeah, because like Russell was there. Yeah, and, uh, I forget who else was in the room, but but I don't know. I you know I generally just try to think of it as I'm just being honest about what my world is, which is marriage, kids. Yeah. And I'm happy to tell weird show business stories. I just try to go, well, this is what it is. Yeah. And if you've seen any of the movies or anything and you're interested, no. I, I might tell you a, a story. There's there's definitely like name droppy stories. Like people will give me shit because like I was telling the story about meeting Beyonce. Yeah. But it was like a funny story where things went wrong. And I'm like, well, I can tell that story because I, I take the brunt of it because it goes so terribly wrong. Yeah. But every time I do it, someone's just like, oh, Judd with this meeting Beyonce story. <laughs> well, because well, I mean, your reality is yeah. different yeah. than Beyonce the Beyonce every day. Yeah. Every day. Every day. Yeah. Back to the house. There's Beyonce. Yeah. No, I love, I love a good showbiz story. Now, you have to be careful when you're in, in Hollywood. You know, you can't bad mouth people, right? Because it's yeah. like, you know, you're, it's part of your environment but how comfortable do you feel saying that steven seagal is a piece of shit are you down with that or not? well he uh, he's a lethal uh, weapon his hands are lethal weapons yeah, so it's yeah, really yeah. about my personal fear of the violent yeah. confrontation there's a lot of garbage stories about him and i was uh, also i auditioned for him once and he made me do some things i'm not proud of uh, <laughs> so i'm delicate about uh, it now did you guys meet on the road years ago is that how no not at all how did Wayne, you meet? Wayne knows the story. Well, according to Judd, uh, <laughs> now this is what happened was when Judd was going to USC, and I believe it was one of his first days here. Is that right? I, it literally could have been the day I moved to Los Angeles. Really? Yeah, from New York. And I was out on kind of a fact-finding tour. I had not moved, and we met outside the Laugh Factory. 1985, when the Laugh Factory was you guys the size 85? of this room. Yeah, we met in 1985. He was a freshman. Oh, they're, they're wanting you to be closer to the mic. I can. Oh, tell. I see. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. Oh, sorry. Sorry. So I met in 1985. Wayne, you have a podcast. <laughs> you should know these rules. No, I know how to do this. And, uh, and then we, uh, and Judd, believe it or not, this is insane, was like, I'm at USC. I think I'm booking a show there and I'd like you to be on it. So it could have been your first day there. No, that was later. I found a, it was a great way to embezzle money from USC, <laughs> yeah. which is I realized that I could book the comedy shows at USC, even though I wasn't really a comedian. I'd done it like five or six times. And they and there was so much money at the college. They're like, OK, what do you need? Yeah. You want five thousand dollars to do a, a night at USC? I'm like, I'm going to pay myself five hundred dollars yeah. to host a show. And so one show was uh, Wayne and Kevin Nealon. I love Kevin pre, Nealon. Pre-SNL, Kevin Pre Nealon. Pre-SNL. So funny. And it was the day the shuttle exploded. No. January 28, no. 1986, right? A hilarious day in our history. Exactly. <laughs> now, I'm so young. I'm so young, I don't know that the appropriate thing to do is yeah. cancel the show. Yeah. So I don't cancel the show because I'm so excited. It's like Pearl Harbor of yeah. the 80s. Yes. There's an episode of Glow where this happens. Yeah. Actually. It's literally the saddest day in American gosh. history up until that point. Uh huh. Yeah. And so. Right. Everyone's watching it on TV. Yeah. Now it's we're not like at Pearl crime. Harbor where you would hear the news yeah, and then you'd see the footage. And yeah. people are watching it happen. Like All in, in day. Your, in, and so Wayne shows up. <laughs> And he's like, I guess we're doing this. And it's a 1,200-seat theater, <laughs> Bovard, yep. at USC. Nobody shows up. Yeah. There's, I mean, maybe like yeah. 100 people showed up. And so Kevin Nealon arrives. 
And he's like, hey, how's it going? And, and it's Kevin Mode. I'm like, hey, man, I'm sorry about, uh, you know, the crowd size because because uh, what happened? And he's like, what happened? No. And I'm like, well, did you did you hear what happened uh, with the shuttle? And he makes me explain no. the shuttle disaster to him. But he's just pulling my leg. He oh, obviously just, knows. Oh, but I'm 18 years so old. Funny. I don't know that he's just joking around with me. And I explained the shuttle disaster and to him. And he's like, oh, okay. He's like, that's terrible. Yeah, that's yeah. terrible. Uh, Classic Neilan. Yeah. Neilan's so funny. That so that's joke. it. So that's how we met. And uh, remain friends ever since, yeah. I guess. Wayne played Larry Sanders' brother on the Larry Sanders <laughs> yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. man. And uh, has been in a lot of the movies and things. And... Uh, we're the last two standing from yeah. 1985. Wow, from the USC uh, shuttle show. From the shuttle <laughs> show. Yeah, yeah. yeah a lot <laughs> of people guys famous. that made it out. Tommy Sledge was on that show. Okay. I don't know if you remember Tommy know. Sledge. He did his whole act in a 40s detective outfit. Oh. And would speak like a Dashiell Hammett yeah, detective. Yeah, 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 yeah. How come the stand-up has never been bigger, right, than it is right Correct. now? Correct. It is so big right now. Yeah. It actually, you know, I was saying, like, people are trying to get out, but the truth is, like, I think some people view it no longer as a stepping, like as a yeah. goal mm -hmm. job, right? right. Murphy but wants in. He wants yeah. in. But you know what you don't really see as much anymore are the the comics taking those like uh, characters. Yeah. I don't see, you don't really there, see there's that There's no Bruce Baby Man Baum right. breaking into the industry. And I, I always talk about this. I love that there was, uh, you know, people breaking watermelons and yeah. Tim yeah. Thomerson's act and Gallagher's act. There was a there was a leftover from 60s and 70s yes. variety. The silliness yes. too yes. and the drug culture. There was Cheech yeah. and Chong and yes, people yes. seem to be okay with absurdity. And you also had TV mm. shows like Mork and Mindy, mm -hmm. which I don't think could exist now, right? Like or would be the biggest sailing. hit ever. Right. Yeah. 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 Knows, yeah, people were down for silliness. Yeah, I feel that, that that's the right word too. It's like there's... I don't know. I mean, you, you definitely can see some silliness on some shows, but yeah. you, I don't see people being that like, like silly up there. Yeah, there's not enough guitar acts. Like people used to make fun of the guitar yeah. acts. Yeah. But I used to always love all those people. Dennis Blair was this guy that uh -huh. had, had a great guitar act and opened up for Rodney on the road. And, and Carlin. Rode with him. I yeah, he opened up for Carlin. Uh, oh, wow. Bobcat yeah, Goldway. Remember Bobcat? Yeah. Oh, was so He's yeah. still very funny. But, oh, he's so funny. But, but back character. then, I mean, when you used to see Goldthwait in the late 80s there was a comedy club called igby's which is now a strip yeah. club on pico it was a lecture <laughs> club bob nice. goldthwaite's act yeah. kinnison's act in person yeah when the crowd did not know who kinnison was if you can imagine the whole crowd not knowing what's about to happen yeah mm. there was nothing more exciting though than those people yeah who were making really strong creative choices sure so yeah, I miss that too. Is anyone mm. doing that? Have you encountered that on the road? Not that I, not that I've seen really. Mm. Not really. No. There was two, also those two guys, and one of them owned the act here in L.A. These two, two Italian guys, and it was like, uh, you know, what I'm talking about. They used to be at Des all the shows. Describe the act. I'm trying. It to was like, hey, fucking this guy, yeah, yeah, and then yeah, his yeah. brother, yeah, right? Yeah. And he would sub out, like he would oh, do right. the act for five years with one guy and then this guy was like i'm moving on he's like all right you can't do the act anymore and he brought in <laughs> he would bring in like uh, another guy to play off of and they were like a two-man i used to see them for a decade hmm. at, at all these random you know like bar shows yeah. and shit like gallagher 2 yeah like gallagher yeah. 2 kind of shit. i love yeah. the conflict between gallagher and yes. gallagher 2 because gallagher 2 was only allowed to play smaller markets and he was doing well and then suddenly 
he went into one of the bigger markets and Gallagher shut him down. And then suddenly <laughs> there was war between the Gallaghers. Yeah. Yeah, and there was like a fruit shortage. It was yeah. crazy. Man. It was a wild time. Now, um, you know, our show has always got like, a lot of stuff for playing clips. Yes. And one of the things we wanted to do okay. was show you uh, a Hollywood producer and director, mm -hmm. some of the talent that okay. is passing through. Great. And uh, also, I have their contact info. I have yours. I can set something up for you. <laughs> you give them my email well, if okay. you want. Yeah. And also, a lot of this talent we've sort of developed, and yeah. they've got a following now because of our show. Yeah. So just, you know, they have a social media yeah, presence you have as well. there, so you guys yeah. can... can uh, I love this built setup, in by the way. The setup is beautiful. Oh, thank Thanks. you. Thank you. Want to make sure you're, uh, you're all set. Make sure those levels are right for you. You can okay. adjust, your volume's good. All right, I guess we'll start with this guy. Um, let him, I'll let him take it from here. Disorder problems, I'm here to tell you. Forget about Viagra, forget about salads, forget about dick and plants and all that stuff. So I don't know if you believe me or not, but if you'd like to see me smoke some meth with a small limp dick, it doesn't get hard any other way. And watch it get harder and harder. The more I smoke, the harder my dick gets. It's unbelievable. So basically, mm -hmm. there's a lot of stuff going on. A, yes. um, it's tackling the erectile dysfunction that mm -hmm. is a very common problem. I think it happens in like, I don't know, 40 or 50% of men over a certain age. Half of this couch has Half an issue. <laughs> <laughs> ED, and, ED. you know, these pills yeah. you get hooked on the pharmacy. This guy's saying, you know, smoke some meth right there. Uh, the pharmaceutical industry is out of control. Totally. And he's found his own way to deal with it. It's like the CDB oil. Right. Except meth. Except meth. Right. And it's it works. medicinal. Meth, there's some positive sides, and this guy is going to show you. Some right. people I, react to things differently than other yeah. people. I, like I think that. we all know that there is great long-term benefits to meth, right? We've <laughs> right. seen that. Yes. So I didn't know about this short-term. Yes. Right. This is interesting. There's like, there's like holes in your face, yeah. uh, gaps right. in your mouth. He looks good for someone sure. that uses a lot of meth. That is an excellent point. And let me say something that maybe yeah. you don't intend. I like him. Yeah. 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 I, like that guy's charismatic. He is. Wow. Wait like, a minute. Are you, are you so saying what do you, you see? feel what, something? Judd, what yeah. do you see? What do you see when yeah. you see? Because you have, you have the a, eye of a director. You have the eye. <laughs> I like the look. I like the voice. There's clearly like a vibrant personality what, there. Yeah. Um, what about I, the production value? And, all well, I, and I'm not joking at no. all right now. No, I, I believe you. If I could follow that guy for an hour and a half right now, I would definitely do it. Yeah. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Well, you know, he had his doubters. Tuned, yeah. He had his doubters about about yeah. his meth, and he 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 tells you in a very yes. charismatic way. Your dickhead becomes so sensitive yeah. that you don't need lube, you don't need spit. You just stroke that dickhead this That's up and down four graphic. times. Just, just yeah. barely do it. And you know, my brother didn't believe me, but when he smoked with me, he put out his dick. I couldn't believe how big his dick was. He jacked off in four strokes. And shot the most cum he's ever shot in his life. He's on. I mean, so his brother was a doubter. <laughs> his brother. Well, here's the thing. He's a storyteller. He's definitely a storyteller. Yes. And, yes. And I, it, I've cast guys who've worked so hard uh -huh. to get to that. Right. Really. As actors. Right. Yeah. Who are trying to capture that. Yeah. Right, so right. why not go to the story? You know what? It's so natural. Like he has such a natural. He's a character. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if we got to know him. Yeah. Say that he had a little come down from the meth. Right. <laughs> right. This guy would yeah. have some stories. He'd he would have some stories. Yeah. He might be an incredible guy who struggled. 
and he's ready for his moment. Who, wow. I, you know, so I know this sounds weird, but sometimes I, I think <laughs> every person in the world could carry their own Mufi mm-hmm. and be fascinating. That's really interesting. Like that guy sobering up and whatever he's struggling <laughs> with and whatever his family makes of him. Yeah. Right. You'd watch that. Yeah, that's true. Well, I would. We're, we're fascinated by him now. I mean, I've been watching this Riveting. clip for about six years. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I like about him is that mm-hmm. he's family is important. Yeah. His yeah. brother oh, is right. important. That's yeah. we've lost that. We're that's, now about the phone. <laughs> and and a lot of like mm, your social media. Values. Yeah. Family <laughs> values. You know, a lot of these uh, products, they want yeah. testimonials, they want doubters. And he, he went, he brought his, he's like, my brother didn't believe me. He believes me now, yes. you know? So <laughs> he's concise in his language. Yeah. Yes. Now, do you feel like Good this is uh, the same kind of thing? Okay. Before you have sex, if you want to be horny for two or three hours, like you've never been in your life, and you have access to marijuana too. <laughs> Good weed. Listen to me. Yeah. <laughs> What's your first? My first thought is, he looks more like Rogan than I expected. <laughs> that that's like a cousin. That's like Seth's cousin. Yeah. I'm also wondering. Oh, I thought what... you meant Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. also wondering what's in the balloon. Mm. Yeah. What is in the balloon? It's um. It's not healthy. Is it nitrous I, or something? I, I think it's something like that. Yeah. He's got some upper respiratory things going on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, I didn't think he did. I just thought he was good at holding it to get a better, <laughs> a better hit no, out of it. This is, uh, Where are you get, locating these along young this people from? Really hornier than normal, but but to you, like he sent this in to you. No, no, no. no, no. Somebody, no. Who? somebody found like a <laughs> listener was like, "Here's a cool guy," and yeah. then they they send in the all, all, yeah. all of our content is listener generated. Yeah, yeah. it's people. not all like this. I just giving you you know the highlights. Yeah. It's a good look. The beard looks good, right. but also the advice. He's got really sound advice because he, the last guy was like, you know, you have erectile order, disorder, <laughs> smoke meth. This guy is like, do you want to enhance your sex life? Smoke some weed, take a bunch of Benadryl. You know, yes. he has a whole formula going that's actually pretty adventurous. Well, you know? people do say weed makes it better for yeah. some people. Are you a weed smoker at all? I'm not a big weed smoker because I just have panic attacks. Like, yeah. I don't have the response <laughs> to it yeah. uh, that I wish that I did. And then every once in a while, you know, I'll just test it mm-hmm. to see, you know, do I still have that response? Yeah. And then I, I just have a night from hell. <laughs> I, yeah. I went to Seth Rogen's yeah. uh, wedding, uh-huh. right? And so Seth gives out uh, joints to everyone at the Friday dinner, mm-hmm. right? And I guess it's, it's very light, not powerful mm-hmm. marijuana. Now, I don't really smoke marijuana, so I thought, uh, you know, okay, this is... Uh, this is fun. I guess this is marijuana. This is like having a couple of beers. Yeah. So then the next night at the wedding, someone's smoking a joint. And I'm like, what's that? Like, oh, yeah, you know, Seth's pot. And I, I take one hit. And it, so now this is what Seth smokes. Yeah. Whoa. Before you know it, I am running around the woods having a panic attack. Yeah. 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 I am yeah. shitting and vomiting at the same time. I go back to the hotel. I watch four episodes of the Golden Girls to bring myself down. Wow. Yeah. So that's my general pot experience. So shitting and vomiting, huh? What do you think? Was it a was it a sativa, like a, a stimulant? I'll never know. I mean, it might have, who knows? It could have PCP in it. I don't know what the kids do yeah. these days. Seth goes hard. I mean, look, he's built up a tolerance, right? Yeah. After all these years, for yes. sure. And I have zero, yeah. I do too. zero tolerance. And you, Wayne? Weakling. You're a consumer? I'm a drug uh, experimenter. I know that used to be like a joke, like, 
that every user like I experience, but that's me. Like I'll try things, but I don't really use. Yeah. So, but I've tried a lot of different things. You have. You yeah. tried math. Have not have not tried math, but okay. I, and I haven't tried crack, but I've done cocaine and LSD okay. and marijuana. What, what about ten? And to marijuana. 12? I've actually done marijuana. You've done marijuana. Yeah, yeah, as well. Yeah. So I know it's shocking. What about Benadryl? Would you take ten to twelve? Again, I've taken it for the sinus thing. Yeah. But it's the, what does it do? Probably makes you sleepy. Well, ten is, to twelve. But isn't it a thing that you can't get Benadryl at some drugstores unless you show an ID? Or yeah, so it's, it's the same. Sure. But he could help you with that. That's what yeah. he's saying. <laughs> he's That's what his okay. pitch is. Is that? Yeah. I'm just mesmerized. I just feel like he's looking through me. He also, he has it so broken down, like... True weed alone can get you really hornier than normal, (laughs) but Benadryl, take about 10, 12 Benadryl before you want to have your sexual fun with your partner or whatever you do or masturbate, all right? So he guides you, you know, (laughs) through these. Uh, Sexual fun. About an hour later when you feel it just kicking in, Mm -hmm. smoke your weed then. And then... Go ahead and get horny, and I promise you it'll be millions and times more. You'll be so blissfully horny that you will not want to come. Now, I, yeah, I ran me. this by yeah. Dr. Drew. He yeah. came and watched, okay. and uh, he he just he says it's a bad idea. Yeah, yeah, it seems like a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. To Hold not up. come? He, well, <laughs> he says... You, you, and what part uh, of the advice... Did he, he just <laughs> said that you probably... No, he decisively said don't take 10 to 12 Benadryl. Yeah. Then you could, you could die. Yeah. <laughs> he said it's, it's problematic. My yeah. guess is that if you had sex with him, it would last too long. This yeah. guy? Yeah. yeah. At some point, you'd be like, this is lasting too long. Yeah. Yeah. It's we annoying. have a guy on staff here who has that, um, it's mm-hmm. called delayed ejaculation. Yes. And uh, he can't finish. Like, he, he, he can't finish with a, with the a lady. partner. Yeah. With the lady? Well, yep. or like, he's not gay, or, but he, he just can't yeah, finish. He, can't fi- he only can finish if it's self-stimulated right yeah but does that does he run out of gas no he just like basically they're like he basically has that you know he gets to go like oh uh, no woman can make me finish and then they're like i bet i can Uh, and then like an hour later they're like yeah no i'm I'm pretty tapped out too bro go ahead and finish i'd like to (laughs) like the way her voice changed yeah Yeah. Yeah. i can too i'm tapped out yeah Yeah. i'd like to be in a body switching movie with him (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's very different than my do you think that has never had his problem do you think that has to do with pornography no No. i I think i think it's it's a medical my guess is that with him it's intimacy Mm -hmm. it's uh it's hooking up with strangers and that and that i think if he was like you know in something with someone that he was really you know there was a more of a connection with i bet you then he could i yes. think that but, but he I mean, doesn't who, want to then he could close. denigrate her by coming inside her. Right. yeah i got it <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly yeah he's a real animal his name's josh potter he's, another, okay. he's a really really funny comic and uh he's, yeah. a, he's a pig of a human being now um <laughs> oh we have this segment i haven't seen these well, there's classics but there's new ones this segment is like a reaction segment. It's called Horrible or Hilarious. Okay. And I just play a clip for you, and you either you know go, I'm going to be funny. You know I'm going to be horrible. Okay. Right now. Well, you know, all right. Let's well, go. Let's you like, I find it horrible or hilarious. Okay. Look how much you like that. Oh, just, uh, <laughs> you're going to murder me in my sleep. Okay. So you're either going to laugh or yes. be like, "That's really, that's really bad." Okay. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, 
Wayne left. I did laugh. And I laughed. I, I never laughed. I know you never laughed. Never laughed. And Judd looked very serious. I was. I think when I watch these things, as soon as someone says they're not, uh, you know, in a wheelchair for life, yeah. then I can enjoy them. I, I, I want that information. <laughs> right. I want to know what the actual damage was. Right. So if he survived, yeah. hilarious. Oh, yeah. So this is this it made is me actually it did make made me laugh. Because I've fallen saying, down the stairs this way, yeah, yeah. pregnant one time, like oh. newly pregnant. Oh, because you're like, trying to. But I survived. Oh, oh okay. I've fallen down the stairs many times. But what Judd's saying is kind of the hook moment of this segment, which is you go like, "Is he all right?" Right. Right. Or, yes. And also, there's a thing where if you see something happen, but it's non-graphic. In other words, you don't see like a leg go like yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. You just see a fall, and and you. It's easier to laugh than if you see like a like gore. If you see like an injury, you go like, oh shit, right? But if yeah. it's a scream and then uh, a fall, you go like, oh, it's kind of it kind of reminds me of like Jackass. Remember like when it was mm -hmm. airing? It's like mm -hmm. these guys are hurting themselves, but they're not in the hospital. You know, there's nothing funnier than Jackass. I watched yeah. it with yeah. my kids Fantastic. a few years ago. I don't think we've ever enjoyed each other's company or an experience <laughs> more <laughs> right. than watching Jackass. Yeah. But that is where my brain always goes, and it would be funny to wonder. If I never found out if he's okay, could I ever enjoy it? Yeah, I could, but I, I understand yeah. the yeah. question. And most importantly, is this a rumpus room? Is that is that what these are called? <laughs> I don't know. Is that this is a basement? Yeah. This is how America lives. Oh, there's more to it. Oh. He's checking on him. Okay. Yeah. This, he's getting up. He's fine. Yeah, he's all right. Check yeah, it off. I know I'm getting older because you know I'm 51, and lately I have a fair amount of friends. Who are falling downstairs? Oh. Like, yeah. Like in the last six months, I've had so oh many God. friends say, "Oh yeah, I, I just missed a step and I went down like eight steps." And I'm like, "Is this like our age? Is yeah. everyone drinking? Yes. Have you had a big fall yet?" Your sex life is important, but your schedule is busy. You don't have the time to go to a doctor's office to get treated for your erectile dysfunction. Through Hims, now you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. Hims is changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment, options such as chewable hard mints, brand name treatments like Viagra, or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple and 100% online. No uncomfortable doctor's visits. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash YMH. That's H-I-M-S dot com slash YMH for your personalized ED treatment options. Hymns.com slash YMH. Hardmints are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Buying someone jewelry is usually a great experience all around. They get a beautiful gift and you get the unforgettable moment of seeing the look on their face when they open it. The only tricky part, figuring out how to get the perfect piece at the best price. This is what I recommend for any jewelry purchase. Source it from BlueNile.com. Blue Nile offers thousands of independently graded diamonds and fine jewelry at prices significantly below traditional retail. They also offer peace of mind with every purchase with some of the highest quality standards in the industry. They're available 24-7 by phone or chat to answer technical questions and give recommendations for every budget. I know it can be overwhelming 
I've been in that position. And what you want when you're getting into something like jewelry is an expert to help guide you along the way. You can feel great about your purchase because Blue Nile also offers a diamond price match guarantee. And just in case you're not satisfied, there's 30-day returns. Shop Blue Nile today and experience the ease and convenience of the original online jeweler. Go to BlueNile.com today. That's BlueNile.com. I haven't had a big fall, but I have one fall story, which is, my daughter's like, do you want to come with me to my friend's house? They, uh, this dog had puppies. And so I go over there. It's not like a normal dog. It's like some gardener's mangy, scary looking dog. And there's like three or four puppies running around it. And I lean over and the mangy dog's like, hur, hur, hur. And, uh, and I back up. I, I sense this is one of those dogs will kill you for going near their puppies situations. But then a few moments later, there was a puppy on the other side of the dog, and I just leaned in to pet it or something. And this tiny dog, but a very angry dog, just leaped suddenly and bit my ankle. Oh, and I fell over so hard, landed on my hand, and like really hurt like my thumb, and, and it tore like through my pants. But the embarrassing part for my daughter was the you know when you fall so hard that people go, are you okay, are you, are you okay? And you're laying there and you're like, oh, just give me a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. give me a second. It's so embarrassing. And you, you have to, uh, and so that was yeah. embarrassing. And then they put a SpongeBob SquarePants like ice pack on my thumb. And, uh. and I'm like just whining like a little third grader. And I have this little tiny tear in my pants and I'm like holding my thumb. <laughs> ice pack. But uh. now I'm scared of dogs because yeah. it was a tiny yeah. dog. And How small hard. was the dog? It was like a... Really? Like and it a, lunged like a, for you. It, it did lunge for me. And then the gardener shows up and, and they're like, oh, the, the dog bit him. And the gardener goes, uh, did pumpkin bite you? And I was like, pumpkin? Pumpkin. Right, right. Pumpkin bit me. And what he's like, never name. bites me, man. <laughs> <laughs> never bites me. Pumpkin. Yeah. Killer. You must, you must be a bad guy. Okay. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Here's another one. Oh, my life. Is this? I don't know. I haven't seen these. Oh, great. I love it. Oh, she's hitting him. He wants it's a something. woman. He's like, get out of there. Oh, shit. Oh, 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 my God. Oh, oh, my God. That leg is not working. That They're leg. Your crew is what? laughing. And the guy who can't you ejaculate guys. is hilariously <laughs> yeah, laughing. This is something new. Uh, that was not funny for me. Okay. Well, Here's I mean, the weird the, part. Hitting the woman was funny. Yes, can, I say, but that, can I say the weird part? Yeah. yeah. Hilarious. Hilarious. Really? And I, let's, let's break it down. Why is it hilarious? Yes. Yeah. It seems to have an abuse of a woman setup. Sure. Or at the right. very least, time to back off. Right. You know, I don't know if he's trying to get in the car. He's trying to get the he's phone. He's definitely trying to get in. Okay, so there's something there. Yeah. Uh, and then because I saw the broken leg, I feel like it'll heal. Mm -hmm. Like I instantly thought this can heal. I can laugh. I right. never saw this reaction coming from you, but I got to tell you something. It makes me like you so much. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a revenge tale. It is. Yeah, it is kind like of a revenge. Tarantino. And also, haven't you always had, I've always had this thing where I've thought about, like sometimes you see in video somebody uh, at an intersection, you know, like... Uh, at a car and I've always thought about what do you do because I, I, I know there's people in the back like if somebody were coming at my car or doing right. something and my kids are in my car with me I would I 
picture myself doing this. I got to go. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. I'm not, not going to gonna be like, yeah, yeah. I hope yeah. that you don't get hurt as you're <laughs> trying to break into my car <laughs> right. with my kids in here. Although we yeah. don't know what happened. The woman I have no the car, idea. She yeah. could have just like shot his mom. Yeah. No, you're right. We don't it, know what happened. Know. It was definitely. And he actually, he, I got to say, he's dealing with this injury rather well. He's trying to run on it. <laughs> he, he ran on it. Yeah. There <laughs> was nothing to put pressure on. And then he took another step. Yeah. See, me right. with pumpkin, I stayed down. <laughs> yep. But he was like, I think well, I can make this leg work. Look, we're not saying this is as bad as the pumpkin situation. No, no, clearly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's acting clearly. like more of a man than I did with the pumpkin with situation. The, wow. Pumpkin. He did try to run on that leg. Yeah. That is bold. Um, so I want to ask you, though, because, you know, you've you've directed a bunch of movies and produced a bunch of stuff. And one of the things that always stands out to me is that, like, it's it is really rare to make something that actually holds up. You know, mm -hmm. things like they they kind of last for a minute. I don't know, sometimes yeah. you're like, yeah, now it's dated. But like the feeling of like a timeless comedy, it's, it's really like a special thing, you know? Like I think about from growing up, watching Always Coming to America, and 25 yeah. years later, you it's still on, you're like watching it again, I can't yeah. believe it. It's like the thousand times. The Ghostbusters, you know. Fast some of the, Times at Ridgemont yes. High. Fast Times, yeah, I mean like some of these things, they just, uh, a lot of Bill Murray stuff that just holds up so well. Airplane. But now there's like some time between making a 40 year old virgin. Oh and I'm like, gosh. man, that really is like, it's all like the beginning of their now kind of superstar careers, you know, Carell and Seth and all them. Like Seth's playing whatever, like the fifth lead in it now. He's mm -hmm. this big movie star and producer. Like, do you look back fondly on making that movie? Oh, yeah. I mean, I was so scared making it because you really feel like if this doesn't go well, there will not be a second movie. Yeah. yeah. So your first movie is a very intense situation. I had just worked with Carell on Anchorman and was very confident that he was as funny as a human can get. Yeah. He was murdering so hard every day at Anchorman uh -huh. that all the other people in it would watch him just in disbelief because they would just say, all right, after Will says this line, say whatever you want. <laughs> and then McKay would just go, say something else, say something else. And sometimes he would feed him a line, you mm -hmm. know, you know, uh, I ate a candle or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but, but Steve could do it with, without pitching him Anything. A lot, yeah. And it was it was truly remarkable. So I knew he would be good. But the fact that there's chemistry and with everybody that the story works. Uh, you know, I just I'm putting out this book about Gary Shandling. Mm -hmm. You can pre-order. It's Gary Shandling's book. But I one thing I put in it was Gary's note on the script. So Gary. So you write the script and you send it to him. I send it to Gary. We do a table read. And I and it's he said, uh, you know, Judd, the movie is uh, about how the sex is better when you're in love. So all his friends are not in love and they have all these weird, creepy relationships, but he is in love. So when the movie uh, ends and he has sex, you have to be very clear that the sex is better than all the friends' sex. Mm. And that was the big issue is how do, you, how do you show sex? Because it wasn't the kind of movie where we were really showing right, right. graphic sex. That's why he sings a song at the end. Mm. Because we were trying to figure yeah. out how to do Gary's note and i do think that's why it holds up that it's ultimately a, a, a movie about shame you know he's mm. something got by him he got more and more nervous because it got by him yeah and he thinks he's a freak and that he's going to be found out as a freak but he's not a freak because a freak really is just like the kind of guy who can't come at the end of sex <laughs> 
right in there. Right. There you go. Right in there. Right. See the road I took there? there? See the road? That's comedy writing, motherfuckers. That's it's called skills right there. Um, yeah. Can I tell you, your wife is so fucking hilarious. Yes, and I agree. It's so hard to play drunk and oh, funny. Yeah, it's really hard, but man, she's so funny in that movie. You know what she did? God she went out it. with Seth. You know, Seth, in addition to acting in it, was one of the producers and helping us rewrite it. And so she went out with her friends and Seth. Seth brought a video camera and they went and got Leslie drunk <laughs> at a club. Yeah. And videotaped Leslie. Just no. That's smart. Having a party night. And then Leslie watched herself. herself like oh, what she does. Oh my gosh. And she came back and she watched it and she's like, all these years, I thought I was being so cute, and it is not cute at <laughs> all. Obnoxious. Yeah, it's obnoxious, right? Anybody drunk yeah. is basically obnoxious. Because she does that so well. Like, you know those girls who are in yeah. their cute little cars, and they're like, bah, 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 bah. And she's doing yeah. that thing. It's so like, funny. Oh, that's every girl in college. I uh, I read the same thing uh. when um, when K Cage won Oscar, right, for uh, Le Leaving Las Vegas? Yes. And that Amazing. he got, like, blackout drunk in a hotel room oh my God. and set up a camera on a tripod and just watched himself get oh, that really? drunk. That sounds yeah. horrible. Because he plays like yes. a severe abusive alcoholic in that movie. Yeah, yeah and he said it was, yeah. It was How just, am I drunk? Am I like you're Leslie? You're a fucking nightmare. No, yeah, <laughs> it's, my, uh, I think, cause I think I'm pretty cute. I gotta tell you, 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 uh, you really, don't drink that much. <laughs> I so, feel like I get hammered because I have like two glasses of right, Sauvignon that's Blanc. Exactly right. I'm ripped. Yeah, and then she's like, "Yeah, you know what? I think I will go lay down." That's you. Because <laughs> so, so, right. yeah. I'm hammered. Like I'm hammered when I'm. Now I'm the I'm uh, I'm you know I'm usually like uh, quiet around people, and then I'm the type of person that when I drink I start talking to people, yeah. and then I get yeah. self-conscious. Myself that I'm, I'm like, oh, I'm bothering, I'm bothering everyone, because I'll start being like, you know, you are, you're a really cool guy, man. <laughs> like, I'm that guy. I'm super nice. I'm I a nice you are nice. Drunk. Spiral out after really? drinking and talking. I have yeah. a real issue lately, and I've been, I'm, I don't know how to deal with it, which is I just have conversational shame. So oh, I'll yeah. just go home, w whether I'm like drunk or not drunk. I'll just start running every stupid thing I said. Me too. Yeah. It's and, the worst. And just go. And some nights. I'll make a point of not even talking much just to see if when I get home, I still have that feeling. The shame. Yeah. Like, just, just shut up. No one cares about all your yeah. dumb things you say. Yeah. And it's really a rough one. I mean, and then there are some where you did make the mistake. Yeah. And I, I, I have some of those where at two in the morning, I'll just be like, oh, what did yeah. you say that night? And like, <laughs> and I'll never forget like uh, just a faux pas. And you just start flogging yourself. I, I, I do it. You know, it's worse. Mm -hmm. I feel like is text shame because there's like the written proof of it. You know, not, there's no like tone. Yeah. So yes. especially if you're texting with someone you don't, it's not in your regular rotation. And then you're like, oh, and then you go like, how does, how did they read that? And you know, yeah. they don't respond right away. And you're like, oh, did I say it? Did I type it wrong? Then you, you know, if you're trying to be sarcastic or something in a text, it just, I don't know. I What's the one like, you think of? Like when you think of your worst oh, text mistake where you did screw up. Is there See, one I that... don't give a fuck about texting because I feel like there's a lot of forgiveness because you're like, eh, it's such a quick medium and you can you can correct it. Oh, I misspelled. My, I'll tell you a recent one. My manager was like, I had these big LA shows, and he was like, you should really invite, like, you should start like inviting everybody. It's like it's just good. I'm like, okay, and it's not no, like I, it's <laughs> not something I would do. So I just felt embarrassed texting people I don't 
like communicate with like do you do you want to come to my show it felt, yeah. it felt so i don't know i Feels felt like lame. a dork and then when they don't write back, I was like, I'm sorry I invited you. Like, I don't know <laughs> yeah. what I'm doing. And then I you felt, know how many people really want to see you. Yeah, of course. Yeah, which yeah is I felt it, it was embarrassing. That, that was embarrassing to me. I noticed that with premieres. So yeah. I'd direct a movie and I would find out which friends will show up. Yeah. And then you have four or five premieres like, wow, that guy never comes. Yeah. He really mm. does not want to come uh, <laughs> don't people, show support. Do they not want to come to your premieres? That feels like... I now don't go to anyone's anything. Yeah, because it's kind anything. of like I, I've just decided hassle. there were things that I used to think were important, and now I'm on their side. Yeah. Like, mm. I'm going to go to the premiere, see you, shake your hand, you're going to go talk to a thousand people, and w why am I here? It's yeah. a time waster, man. I've also stopped giving birthday presents. I went a couple mm. of years where I really tracked everyone's birthday, and I thought, I'm going to be the, the guy that like mm -hmm. the awesome sends you a bottle guy. of wine, yeah. and I'm going to like be thoughtful guy. And then my birthday happened for a year or two, and no one reciprocated. Yeah. Not one person that I sent something yeah. to reciprocated. So I said, from now on, no birthday. I am. I know it's like a bit, basically, but I am totally in on. Hey, man, we're not doing birthday and Christmas gifts like over eleven, right? Like, I mean, even my sister was like, <laughs> my sister is coming out for Christmas with her kids, and she's like, so for Christmas, like, are we? We're just not gonna do. Us. I'm like, I haven't given you anything in a decade. Like, of I course, know, you're an adult. Like, just let's go just buy let it. it be for the little ones yeah. and like kids. I, yeah, you know, if there's something you want, how you just can go, go buy it, it just go buy it. You know like, what? Years ago, uh, I don't know if someone sent it to me and gave me the idea, but I realized that you can go online and send somebody Omaha steaks. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's a great gift. Like weird food, yeah. like like good food, Potatoes but it comes loaded. frozen and mm -hmm. salmon, mm -hmm. yeah. some frozen like salmon. Yep. Let me, put, let me put you up on game, dog. Yep. Uh, Snake River Farms. Yeah. That's I think I've heard of that place. That's, that's like a steak place, right? That's the steak joint. Yeah. That's where you Wait, want to get it. What is it called? Snake, Snake River Farms in Idaho. Stupid name. Are they a yes. sponsor or they about no. to be no. a sponsor? No, no, I they're swear. No, they're no Mortons. Oh uh, they, and you can uh, send people snakes? No, no, no. <laughs> they have. That would be dude, amazing. Frozen have, ones. They, frozen snakes. When you this? go to a steakhouse and it says, you know, like why goo this and that, yeah, yeah. they a lot of times get it from them. So oh, as a do. gift, you're sending somebody Scary primo name. gifts. And it's easy. It's all online. Gift yeah. cards. It's all about the gift card. Too. Yeah, yeah. Can there I you tell go. you? Yeah. Here's what I get ashamed about because I just thought mm, about it. Mm, mm. I don't like expressing too many feelings in public. Like I did this thing for, uh, I did this American yeah. Life for NPR like a week mm -hmm. ago because my mom was mentally ill and I had to cut her out of my life and it was horrible. And I started, oh. and I wasn't expecting, at the beginning of the interview, I was like pew, 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 shooting off lines and I'm shucky ducking. And then the bitch, you know, the interviewer knows how to get me. And I just started bawling and I was like, this is going to be embarrassing. Yeah. When they edit this shit Ugh. together and Ira Glass's voice. Nadav, you were there. I was mortified. You were great. You did yeah, great. Yeah, but I was embarrassed. Do you think Ira's going to be like, listen to this dumb bitch cry? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's going to be. Act two. Yeah. Act two. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, man. I don't want to. But God, the, she's I, so lame. Yeah. Listen to her, guys. That's what I feel like. I know, but I that's get embarrassed with maybe because I'm a comic and like that's the last thing no, I want I, for the, people to see me having real yeah. feelings. I'm with I've, you. Yeah. I'm with you. I had a, 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 an experience where I was being interviewed by Anderson Cooper. Oh shit! And so the bald eagle. So it's like a 60 minutes piece. It's like the height of everything that would make your family happy. And I watched you, Jackman on the show the Sunday before the interview and he's bawling like a little girl. Oh. And it's, you know, it's beautiful that when people can do that. I'm, yeah. a, I'm as a yeah. watcher, 
I love it. And I think it's good. As a watcher, yeah. As a watcher, like I, I love when people are willing to share that. So I, I wouldn't feel bad about it. But it made me very self-conscious having just watched you Jackman cry, like, this is what Anderson wants from me. <laughs> yes. And I, and I just yeah. got resistant, like, I'm not giving you this. Yeah. And I and and the piece wasn't as good because I'm just like weird nerdy Judd. Like I didn't you didn't cry. I didn't open up yeah. in a way that made it significant in any way. So I say bravo to oh, you. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're blubbering. Well, have you ever cried? Well, those are the ones that interview? stand out though, right? Because uh, like when somebody even. has an emotional react in an interview, as the viewer, you end up connecting more and you end up going, like, Oh my god, it stays true. with you. Right, it right, stays right. with you. you sure. Know? Yeah. I, I, I did an interview for the New York Times. I let someone follow the entire shoot of Knocked Up. Mm. And so, the, you know, when you're young, you don't know not to do that. So there's a guy literally on the set, like half the days we're shooting, and he wrote this long article about it. And it ends with me tearing up in the article. Oh, shit. And I showed the article to my wife, and, you know, there was a lot of like, emotional things. It came across much darker right. than I thought we, I was behaving during the shoot, and I think it was because the guy was projecting some of his stuff onto me, honestly. Yes. The writer, and I showed it to my wife, and she started crying after she read it. And I thought she was gonna be mad at me because I said something bad about the family. And she said, it's all true. He totally captured you. Oh, <laughs> damn. That's great, though. Uh, oh. Well, I'm glad it exists, but yeah. that's probably the last time I yeah. was willing to, to, it was the last day, God the last it. interview, and I just started welling up in front of the guy. I, I didn't see it coming. That's yeah. the thing when you don't see it well, coming. Well, print is sneaky, too. Yeah. It reads differently than hear, hearing the person's voice and stuff. Yes. They can, everything looks shitty printed, I feel like. You can't <laughs> give a good print interview. Yeah. Then Judd's eyes started welling yeah, up. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's so dramatic. Yeah. It's so gross. You know what I thought was adorable? is when your wife and your kids went to England mm -hmm. for the royal wedding. <laughs> they did. I, I saw actually, that you know, on you know social really, media and I really You know really what's like super that. embarrassing is how clearly I remember that. Yeah, and, it was and really no, cute. No, no, like, like watching it, like looking at it through the lens of like, what a nice family. Yeah. I want to have a family like that. Same like, it was yeah. before we had kids. And I'm yeah. like, oh, that's, I, I remember that, that too. They're cute. And then she's yeah. like posing with, they're sitting on the street. Yeah. I, I remember it like, I'm like, I want to have a family like yeah. that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. But you know, the only thing that makes you not want to have a family like that, uh. that I refuse to go. Right, right. <laughs> you were, Dad's home grumpy. I'm not going to England to watch the dumb wedding. You were, were you doing well. anything else? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they, I knew it was a special time for them. They like going to England and yeah. the culture. And I think they just like got a hotel with a good view and, and mainly sat in a hotel watching like them drive by. But then for the last wedding, which I guess was Harry, yeah. Yeah. we all stayed up all night. <laughs> you did. And okay. watched good. all yeah. of it. And it was like good. a mystery science good. theater of yeah. the royal <laughs> yeah. wedding. I'm glad uh, to hear that. I'm glad. Yeah, we've, That's fine. And we're in full support of uh, Meghan Markle. I just want you guys to know yes. I'm on yeah. her side. I yes. think uh, people are not being cool. Really? Why are they not? Why are they not cool I right think now? They're tough on her, but they're probably very racist over there. Oh, and oh, and, yeah. and, and she's an American. I don't. I doubt they're thrilled about. Yeah, you, she's pretty that. tan. Yeah. I don't know if you've picked up. Oh on yeah. It. So, <laughs> I. Uh, but she was in Get Him to the Greek. 
Yeah, she was. was? She was. I don't. I, I think we cut her out, but I went through all the dailies. I'm like, we must have some hilarious dailies of I her with Russell Brand. Thank you know what you. I love when he goes, "I'll see you on the other side," and I say that to people all the time when mm-hmm. I go on stage. I'll uh, see you on the other side. Nobody. What's the? Uh, um, what's her name? Uh, is it? Uh, what's Quincy Jones' daughter? Rashida. Uh, Rashida. Yeah. She has that. Great. It reminds me of the uh, Mark where she was on a red carpet, and they're like, "Look at you." Where you've been on vacation, you're all tan. <laughs> have you seen that? It's like a red no. carpet. They're like, yeah, have you yeah. been vacationing? Oh. And she's like, you know, I'm ethnic, right? And that's how that's how she. Oh, is. Shit. There's nothing better than when people make that kind of mistake and you just call them out. Yeah, yeah. like no, that's not why I have a big nose. Well, I'm Jewish. <laughs> well, the perfect like the like we were talking about like feeling. Imagine how mortified that lady feels that it's like a it's a video clip forever of her being yeah. like oh, how were the bahamas <laughs> oh, yeah. like, uh, it's like when you're pregnant yeah, and people yeah. like make all sorts of terrible mistakes yeah. you know or after you have a baby and people Fuck. are like when are you do like oh, i had it a month ago dude i had a guy at a grocery store be like no. are you having twins damn oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, people are you. so awful yeah yeah man i remember shanling used to have a joke about that about but he said, uh, when are you due? And she said, I'm not pregnant. And he goes, oh, I know. I just, you're glowing. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, are you doing dates coming up? Are you doing any shows? I'm not doing any shows right now because I'm editing Pete's, oh, yeah. uh, Pete's movie. So I'm just, uh, you know, talking up the Gary Goldman special, which I produced for yes. HBO. Great to press. Very funny. Which is an amazing Gary. special. I mean, he, he just wrote a hilarious hour about his depression i've He's mentioned a, a, guy. A, a bunch that i'm a, actually a big fan of his goldman writing tips oh, uh, sure. that he you know that he, it's on twitter if you don't know you follow gary goldman and he put he decided he's going to put out like a tip a day for a year i think that that was the thing and he 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 puts stuff out that even when you're like yeah i know it's like when you read a yeah. a book like the four agreements and mm-hmm. you're like i know this but when it's put in written form in a, in a way that I can digest. You're like, oh, I should be doing that more. Yeah, you, I you, told you him look that. at his feed and you're like, wait a second, I'm supposed to write? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. He's exactly. a fantastic joke writer. Oh my God. I yeah. love so Gary. Funny. He has this line whenever there's somebody with their arms crossed yeah. in the audience to be like, say? sir, are you cold? Emotionally, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> so now, so he, because um, he actually, you know, we're talking about like an interviewing opening up. He kind of, I think, really leaned into and embraced being more vulnerable yes. as a comic more and honest than sh- what more, he was feeling and and being like i suffer from depression and talks i mean he, he writes about it in his feed he's obviously just did a special that's all about it right i mean yeah. it's like an hour about i mean he, he it weaves in and out but like he has a great kids on milk cartons bit uh-huh. that is yeah. remarkably dark and funny so he, yeah, he, he he drifts in and out of it, but but it's the the container that holds the, the whole special. Yeah. It's also about how he felt as a young guy who was built like a football player, and everyone wants him to, to play sports, and how just down deep he really didn't want to be that guy. Right. And how hard that was. For I him. think I saw maybe it was in the trailer. Oh yeah, like like he's sitting with his mom, yes. and he's looking at. He's like, look at this thing I drew or yeah. in the third grade. <laughs> the lonely tree. Yeah, or the something. lonely tree. And she, he's like, what do you think that meant? <laughs> like, <you know? laughs> and she's like, no. but like I feel like that's indicative of all of our parents' yeah. generation of like you know, hey, you know how I used to uh, tell you how lonely I was, and they're like, yeah, I thought you know, I thought that was how you felt. <laughs> you're like, yeah, but you never did anything about yeah. it. Like you know, there was no therapy. Like when I was a no. kid, my parents got. Divorce and it was so ugly and they never ever said like how are you doing with all this they never sent right. me to anyone they right. never even really checked in on me emotionally like 
like in a real way, like, are you okay? Like this thing right. must be really hard for you. It wasn't that. It was just your dad's the devil. Yeah. yeah. You know, it was all their pain. Yeah. You know, my mom expressed all of her pain and everything she was mad about. And my dad thought he was being a good dad by not ever talking about any of it ever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think now it's a little easier for kids because that talk might happen. We're so much form. more educated as parents now to to check yeah. in, right? Like to to act like, are you okay? Like well, that I becomes back, a normal thing. Back then, the school of thought was just don't bring it up, don't bring and it there up, won't right. be a problem yeah. if you yeah. don't bring it into the kids' awareness. But you find that if you're just honest with children, they pretty much get it. Like it's yeah. I do this podcast where my mom's at for for moms, and people write in like, "What do I tell my children? Their private parts are called." Because I don't, I, is it a dingus? I'm like, no, it's a penis, it's a vagina. Like, we, yeah, like we have hang ups about stuff yeah. that they don't. Like, they're fine with the reality of stuff, even like, yeah, well, that your parents are flawed. No, you, yeah. no one talked about that it's okay for your parents to be flawed. Yeah. And if you understand their flaws, you might feel better about just your general interaction yeah. with them as opposed to thinking, I guess they're perfect, but. They're really awful in certain ways, so it must be me, right? Because yes. that's what a kid always thinks. Like, right. I must be the reason why mom's not here, right? Or you, you, as opposed to your parent. Like, I think I found out why my parents got divorced like two years ago. Yeah. Like, really, what happened and what oh. the dynamics were. Like, my mom moved out, and. So as a kid, I was always like, no one's mom moves out. Right. It's usually the dad. The right? dad always moves out. So I lived with my dad and only like, you know, before my mom died, you know, she she was like, I always thought I was going to move back in two days later. But she never said that to me till like the very end. But that would have made me feel better to know she wanted to get back in. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah, well, just, then you blame uh, yourself as a kid. Yeah. Did you think you were just a horrible kid? I think in some on some level you think uh, why don't they take care of me better? Why don't why don't they care enough about me to take care of me in the proper way? Yeah. But it was just an era where they didn't know how to do that. Like in the seventies, parents thought it was okay to scream at each other in front of their children. Right. Yeah. I mean, now that's the one thing you know. If we're gonna fight, we're gonna go somewhere else into right. the. Uh, the soundproof room. Yeah, yeah. But back mm -hmm. then, they would just brawl. Scream. Yeah. And you you were like, you know, on the other side of the wall, you'd hear every word they were screaming about. And it, it was it was crazy. Yeah. Mm. And then, uh, did do you feel like, because there's always a story with, like, comedians. Did, did that relationship, was that a drive for you? You know what I mean? To, like, to, to succeed? The relationship I, with you? I just didn't want chaos. I thought, yeah. there's so much chaos. I think if I start trying to work really young, I can build a stable life where I won't have chaos. these problems, these financial problems. So I'm just gonna start early and take care of myself. Like, I don't think they're taking great care of me. I guess I gotta do it myself and I guess I gotta figure out what the job is that will allow for it. So that's probably why I'm a producer, but it's also really mm -hmm. unhealthy for a child to be thinking of you know, <laughs> work, work yeah. at 13, 14 years old. Yeah. And so to let go of that obsession with order or, or uh, being very vigilant mm -hmm. has oh, taken a I long have. time. Hyper vigilance. Yes. Oh, it's the worst, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. 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 <laughs> did you come <laughs> from chaos too, Wayne? Oh my Was God. It a chaotic you don't have a long enough podcast. Oh, really? No. You don't want to. You don't want to. Really? That's a lot. To. You don't want. You know those videos that you just showed? Yeah. <laughs> That's a little taste. I have them of a loop. Oh, no. <laughs> really? Yeah, 
over my bed every night. Those two videos, it's incredible. That's why uh, it wasn't that shocking to watch them. Yeah, it's your family. That's what but you're but like. see the thing: hyper vigilance can work in your favor. It made you highly successful. If you channel anxiety in the right direction, yes. A plus. But, but then you can't get rid of it because you use that anxiety at work right. all day. And that, then you get home yeah, yeah. and you're not supposed to be anxious in front of your kids or hypervigilant like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're just like, hur, hur. or you're just scared for them. You know, I noticed that safety things, you become super oh, yeah. aware of of safety things. Huge you know? on that. Starting, starting yeah. to loosen up. But and I like, keep a close eye, man. Like I'm all just like, when you take Uber, take the SUV. Yeah. Because the the Uber share, that's where you get you get killed. Yeah. yeah. With the SUV, you'll, okay, just get the expense. Yeah. Like you have a thousand of those. Right. Yes. Little things of safety. Yes. Yeah. yeah. 100%. I remember I, I said this to my daughter and she told me that she remembered it and it had a big effect on her. And I was shocked that she remembered any advice I had ever given her. Yeah. But I said that in this Michael J. Fox book, he said, there's no reason to worry about like things that haven't happened yet, because if they happen to happen, then the only thing you've done is suffered through it twice. Oh, right. God. Right. Mm -hmm. And out of the blue, my, my daughter said to me last year, I always remember that Michael J. Fox quote. Mm. And I was so shocked, like, oh my God, you, you've listened. listened. <laughs> you absorbed something and used it in life. Yeah, yeah that's awesome, man. Um, wait, is there a release date yet for the, you guys have that so far or no? The, for Pete? Yeah, sometimes you guys. Uh, June 19th Wow, is the Pete movie. All right. And... Uh, summer hit. and it's gonna be fun and, and bill burr is so funny in it like it's really exciting as bill you know to see bill in a big part in a movie where he gets to be emotional and real but super funny yeah also that was exciting and they have great chemistry together you know they're just a funny pair yeah that's great man um one last uh horrible hilarious i was so scene. hoping that there Jesus. was more yeah oh there's there's more. I mean, you, you You're going to traumatize oh, okay. Wayne. Oh, for okay, God's go. sakes. Yeah, we know where this is going. No, oh. no thanks. I'm taking the headphones out. Thank you. Why did it take him so long to back up? Yeah. It's my husband's favorite clip. No one else is laughing, Tom. Nobody's laughing, Guess buddy. Guess what? You love it. He's okay. <laughs> Yeah, he's okay. All right. He is. He's so, do you have any background on any of these stories? Yeah, yeah. This is in Taiwan. It was, it was, it was. This clip was kind of viral there, uh -huh. and uh -huh. people thought for sure at least his legs would be shattered. Nope. He didn't even break them. Just didn't break his legs. Slight bruise. Yep. Yep. Uh, then I love it. Can we watch it again then? So yeah. I, can, oh, I, wanna, no, I, I want to see it again. See, I do kind of want to see it again. Now I'm gonna oh, laugh. No. Now I'm gonna laugh. Like yeah. when I really laugh. Like the funny's fine. <laughs> You guys are all so surprised, all of you. What was the and flash? Then, oh. What was the flash I saw? Yeah, I know. Wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> what, what does that word mean? Stuck. 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 So where? Stuck. He's stuck where? On I what stuck. there? He's like, pull the, the car up. Yeah. On the bumper? On the bumper. Okay, I only... Look how concerned he is. Okay, let really me tell you what made right? me laugh was your reaction to it made me laugh. Yeah. Because you were so delighted, especially when he's on the car... But who's the driver stuff. of these two? I, I think it's this dude, and he's like on the red. The red. I one? think so. Yeah. Is this a dash cam? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the. Okay. Can we go back? <laughs> I just want to. I, like I only want to look at the guy in red. His entrance. Yes. 
just to see because you know like sometimes one of my kids will get hurt and the other one how she walks over makes it yes you know sometimes they run away because mm. they get afraid of the injury yeah and so i just want to see what his well, level of concern for somebody is. that you know was just hit by a car this yes. is panic level concern is that what he's doing he's panicked well look check him out let's see, let's see. i mean gosh there you go. <laughs> what are you doing? No, I think maybe actually the other guy was the driver, is what I'm, right? Because oh, okay. he kind of dipped down, this guy right oh, away. Okay, yeah, and this yeah. guy was like, I'm trying to have lunch. You guys are fucking everything up. And then he yeah. just walks away. Yeah, he doesn't oh, even. Yeah. That's funny. Okay, can I go back? Because there's like a flash that happened. Yeah, the flash. I don't know if that's can the we, clipboard. Can we see know? it one more time? Sure. Yeah, we probably should see it again. That That's yeah. the only thing that's. Okay, 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 okay. Oh, the flash. Oh, it's, from, it's from inside. It's, it's from in there's something inside flapping up. It's something hitting the hitting because of the but impact. Now he's stuck. So he's pushing yeah. it off, but he's <laughs> also stuck. Yeah. Okay, this is what you like. Isn't it? Yeah. I, I don't like any of the clips. But did that. did he become? The only funny part is that ah ah part. But like on the internet, is there an interview with him? Like oh I wonder what the follow up is. Did he go on all the talk shows in Taiwan? And then Taiwan, I don't was know. There an, there, I mean, is there a Taiwan version of Ellen that would put there? <laughs> there should be. Did he, yeah, did he dance out on a, <laughs> in a show? Ryan's My leg happy. is fine. Oh god. Yeah. Um, it go. is interesting the whole area of injuries as comedy. Well, the America's oh, famous life. home, whatever, well, funny home videos were a lot yeah, of that. Yeah, this is this oh, one no, Bob okay. Saget would love. Yeah. Okay. Where is he? This mm. is a septic tank. <laughs> is this like a fetish? Yeah. Yeah. It's not an what? injury. There's no injury. There's just it's, a guy. Oh, no. Just emotional yeah. oh, no. injury. Just an emotional thing. No, that's yeah. not a real. That's real. No, I mean, oh. Yeah, that's real. Yeah. Dr. Drew's favorite but, uh, clip. Wait a minute. So is he getting hard? Yeah, like, probably. What happens yeah. right now? Yeah, I think so. He's just enjoying Oof, it. Just taking a poop. He's back. wearing that that whole fetish mask outfit. What about the breathing and like getting it I in your know. eyes? I, that's I a think that's problem. part of the danger. Yeah, the that's, fun that's of the danger. That's part of the fun. That's the yeah. juice. You clean it <laughs> out <laughs> after, <laughs> and then you go like, "Do I get some? Do I have something? Do I have happy?" But, <laughs> but does he pink eye at least? Yeah, you you think there's got to be pink eye in there somewhere? There's something. What is that part? That it's part, he's like, he's showing you. Look how daring I am. I don't I like rub it. it on Who's videotaping? It looks like it's just a it's set, set up, up, you know. Yeah. And now, do we know? <laughs> I like, like the questions, though. Do we know the guy? Like, do we, does he ever admit who he is? No, oh. we have a few that won't show their face in this guy. Mm -hmm. yeah. We've tried to reach out. We also tried to reach out to uh, my uncle Terry, but he's not really mine. But he's a guy. Who's, Our uncle Terry. Yeah, he yeah, uh, he does sex toy reviews, and he was he's actually on Netflix. On a show they don't know. So this is like him. Uh, it was an eighty dollar cab ride. I gave him a hundred. He gave me twenty. It's called Scam back. City. It's like they show the scams yeah. that the happen money, in different parts the of the country. And the meeting was like, no, this is fake. And uh, he. After only a mile, the meeting that guy was like four times what it should have been. So right away, has I a just huge web presence that Netflix doesn't know about. So they they, they have him as a. Pull out a fifty, and then he starts. They have him as a guy. Cab driver? No, a tourist. A tourist um, in Buenos Aires, in oh, Argentina, and that's him oh, too. Fuck, 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 fuck. Okay, I don't, I'm not gonna oh. watch it. But what is he doing? Though? Uh, he's having. <laughs> I'm not gonna watch it. He's, he's having a it. ruined hey orgasm. Guys, See? It's Pete again, and I'm here to do a little video. I wanted to use this butt vibrating toy. And what do those contraptions do? Okay, so that one goes in your ass and it vibrates. <laughs> okay. The one is the one in, his, in well his left hand, the, the black one. Okay. And then that's a double fuck sleeve. 
that he's holding yeah. his other hand with has like little bullets so you can go in it and then a buddy can go on the other side <laughs> but, and then and he's reviewing it for he's you. reviewing it for the view for the consumer so he tries it and this so, is your cousin i wish it's uh we just nicknamed him uncle terry yeah but uh so you so you you have sex with the contraption right and your friend does it at the same time exactly yeah. and you can and the option is to put the the vibrator in yeah you know that's the bone and is it a good product is that a good one he says it's unbelievable he, what is the scale what is this is like is it a 10 is it five oh dildos? well he, what is his is, well is he, a thumbs he, up thumbs he, in he what tried is he tried to last and um it he it just he couldn't he had like a the opposite of josh's problem he's just he he he, he busted right away you know what I mean? Did you get this for Josh to just see if that would crack the code? <laughs> no, Maybe. and I cannot believe how stupid we are for not getting this for Josh. <laughs> and know. if I was on the other side of it, would it help? <laughs> First, I'm going to try and get this in my butt. I'm not even I'm not looking. I'm not I looking. mean, he's doing this. Little, um, Where do we? That's on YouTube. And they no, said that they said you know that you know nice. we were going to have a thousand channel universe mm -hmm. when when yeah. I was younger, and yeah. now we have whatever millions of channel. Shit universe and yeah. now we know about a lot of people and their behavior and we can see it in ways we never knew before and uh, i'm conflicted about if i want to know <laughs> right. i don't i actually specifically Wayne, don't Wayne. i want to look yeah. Yeah. do you think yeah, this the is same thing with remember the world that, remember that video the yeah. two girls the cup that whole yes. yes yeah oh this I, isn't that graphic no though. no i understand yeah. i understand but, but that was the beginning things, of the end no that was the thing was like i kind of knew what it was i was like yeah. i don't i don't want it in my brain yeah. I, I kind of yeah. know what this is, and I liked it better when there were three channels it? and the whole country oh. watched Rhoda. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't, I don't need to know all of it. It's this. kind yeah. of uh, interesting to watch him try to get it in. Do you want to try to watch him put it oh, in? Oh man, oh, Judd, watch. Go ahead, Judd. Look, I'll watch you watch. Think okay. of your next film. It. Who are yeah. we casting? Yeah. You're into this. But it does have kind of a good size head on it. <laughs> I'm not sure what I, I'm feeling right now. I, I'm confused about my own feelings. <laughs> I like the breathing. I'm not a big uh, contraption. Uh, yeah. Or, really? vo or voyeur. Um, he's got to breathe. It's rough. See, it's like, oh, yeah. he's really. But he has to push past the pain to get to the joy. Yeah. Yeah. I just, that's never like, I never feel the need for any of that. No, me neither. <laughs> it's excessive. You know, like, I, or any of it. I just never think I need anything yeah. with electricity mm. or, or anything. No. Yeah. No. So. Okay. But I say this, he's not as charismatic as the first meth really? guy. Excellent point. Really? So just so you know, look, if I'm in casting yeah. and you're like, who would I cast? Yeah. yeah. First guy first, second guy second, mm. that guy third. If they were all three up for the same part. Because of the charisma. Because of that this guy, you know, he's he's putting something up his butthole, but not in a charismatic way. Right. What, what, so what do you mean though? Because I, I feel yeah, his excitement. I feel I'm on the journey with him. But what do you see that I don't? There's see? a muted aspect to his personality. That's why uh, he probably has to use the contraptions. Uh, that I I have no way in. Although uh, he's putting things in him, I have no way into him. So you've made casting decisions. Just so the casting decisions based on. <laughs> Like just like the, the personality of the person, even over the performance of that always, part. always. Really? So you know, we had a Amari Stottlemyre, the basketball player. Yeah, was in Trainwreck, and we cast him uh, because we just watched a bunch of talk shows he was on. We're like, oh, if we can get him in that vibe, mm -hmm. it'd be great. It'd be great. And so a lot of times, I don't think is there a great performance that shows their acting. I think 
what is their vibe? What's their spirit? So, you know, seeing Amy Schumer on a talk show might be the best way to get a sense of what's possible right. in a movie. Right. Rather than if, if say she was did a small part in something and right. it's like, well, I want to know who she is. But that's just for the kind of stuff I do. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not asking people to act like they're in the 1700s and True. have like right. craft right. Right, to right, that right. extent. Right. Well, that makes sense then. Let's that's see a, another but, one. What but, else but you got? But you sense oh he's, he's hiding part of his personality is what you're saying. This isn't the real Terry is what yes, you're Yes, I feel like yeah. there's another another version of it, which is more right. like what he was like on the Netflix show. He seemed a little right. more comfortable <laughs> right, right. there. Right. But there he's, he's, in both ways, he's helping people, right? Either yeah. With, Identifying a scam or how to right. participate, Correct. whatever that was. He's a helper. Garazin, okay. hi, babe, on this great Saturday. I've been looking at your pictures so long, babe, and they mag and they magnify my eyes, babe. Yeah. I turn into a telescope when I see your page. So he's hitting on a girl. You feel so good to me, babe. That when I meet you and you talk to me, I want you to melt me like hot chocolate candy, dude. There's personality there. It's undeniable. Yeah. It's undeniable. Well, yeah. what do you feel from a casting perspective? Is he the star of your next film? I like, I like him. I just like as a as a person, I like him. Yeah. You like him. The guy you with like the, up the butt thing, like, I don't like him. Yeah. I don't want to hang out with him. This guy, if you were like, he's at Chipotle <laughs> right now. Let's go over there. Yeah. Let's go I mean, hang out with him. Like, I would like to know more. It's interesting. It's. Isn't it clever yeah. that he's saying when he's on your page, he turns into a telescope? That's kind of cute. Yeah, I know he's sweet. I, yeah. I feel like he actually likes someone there. <laughs> yes. Okay, I've been on here. I've been polite. I've been uh, kind. Like, been Wait, like is him. this a different guy? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'd like to have some right okay. on my lips. I'm barf. I would like to have. This is scarier. This is like Mindhunter. Yes. Yeah. Now, I don't like here's the all. thing he's kind of a creep. Yes. He's watching Rachel Maddow. I mean, he's kind of, you know. He's informed. Is that what's in his... Uh, yeah, it's in his <laughs> lens. It's in his reflection yeah. of his what? lens. Oh really? You wouldn't think that. You'd think he'd be more Hannity guy. Right. Yeah. But he's a Maddow. He loves Maddow. <laughs> loves Maddow. I can make love to you. I'm not like one of these young men or these little boys. They get themselves off and then, oops, they don't care about their partner. Yeah, he's trying to say he's giving, which is nice. I like yeah. that he's trying to get there. Oh, How like scary it. do you think he actually is? If you were really trying to break it down, like what this is? Well, he does certain videos with his teeth in. Sometimes yeah. he takes them out, and that yeah. can have an effect on yeah. how you feel. What do you think he does for a living? Uh, nothing hard. Yeah. To do. No living. Yeah. You ever <laughs> see people and think, how do they survive in right. this right. world? Yeah. Like yeah. somebody said for decades, I want this guy by my side all day long at this workspace yeah mm -hmm. i need this guy this guy he's getting it done the yeah. i'll make you come guy yeah <laughs> that's that's his big line uh last lady 10 15 times before i even went boom i'm gonna throw yeah. up i like guy. that he says went boom yeah, yeah. that's cute oh, I'll yeah. Make you come. no Ugh. thanks this is what i don't like about the whole idea <laughs> this is why i made the 40 old virgin uh-huh yeah this all comes around yeah <laughs> I mean, this is all so weird that a lot of what the 40 year old virgin probably was about is just a guy being uncomfortable with this. Yeah. That the things that we do to be sexual, how we express ourselves can get so weird. Yes. And 
and and for me, I, I just get creeped out and I'm forty year old virgin that tackles that whole topic in such a I don't know, it's it's like there's like a sweetness to it. I mean part of that is that Corell has like this real you believe you know that you read yes. how how kind he is, mm-hmm. but you, there's also like the built-in desire of all men to be sexual. So like, there's a nice confident. Yeah, but yeah. what is this? Because that, that if the forty-year-old virgin ended with him having sex with Catherine Keener, he's like, I knew I'd make you go boom. <laughs> and, uh, like it's a different movie. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a so different nasty. movie. This well, is I delusion, feel like though. Right? All these has, have upset Wayne to a great degree, and um, we got to wrap <laughs> so up. I can handle it. I can no, handle no, it. I just mm-hmm. want to leave you out on a good one. Oh, so I pulled okay. it. Thank you, thank you, Hopefully thank you. this will not this make you feel. From, uh, I hope it. I hope it's Wayne. I, I hope the next one is. You found Wayne's found secret <laughs> video. He's like, I'll make you go. Wayne I hope on a dating God, site. From Mary Poppins. Here I we need go. To cleanse. Yeah, let's cleanse the palate. Here we go. What's up on my Instagram? Oh, I'm on a roll today because women are fucking stupid. Okay, they're fucking stupid. Okay, I don't understand why it's so difficult for good guys to meet a fucking sane woman. I don't understand why every woman's a fucking stupid idiot. There you go. <laughs> there you go. And uh, he's what not in think? costume because I know it's running through your head right now. You're like, oh, is he about to do a fucking old Geico commercial? No, that's just how he looks. <laughs> but that's also a little terrifying, right? That's like, is yeah. that like an incel type of mm-hmm. thing? Or yeah. and how did you get this? Who's, oh, who's sending this in? Some nice some monster, fan yeah. <laughs> sent it in. But you know what? He's lonely. He is lonely. He is. So he is. when I look at this, I think... You feel badly for him. I hope he. I hope he's uh, treating people well. See, that's interesting. You mentioned that. I too have the same reaction of uh, sympathy. However, the "I'll make you come" guy. Yes. Before him, I don't have that same thing, and exactly. it, and it must be because he's arrogant enough. Right. To be I, like, I'll make you go boom, and it, like it's so nasty. All right, this one is. Let's do one more. This fun guy's one. just okay. lonely. Let's keep him going. Oh, oh, no. For God's sake, me. this guy. I hate you this feel? guy. Just let me eat you no. one okay. time. Okay. You love Just it. let me eat you one time, okay. and you're gonna. I guarantee you, you're gonna. You're gonna ask me to stay to your house. You gonna. You gonna sleep look. for three days, my baby. <laughs> I wanna know. I know. I like this. I'm hundred percent in. He's what? the best. hundred percent in. Now, why do I not yeah. find that creepy? I, I think. Know. I feel like. And you know what? Here's this. I think he'll deliver. Yeah, he. I think he actually will do a good job. I think he'll be satisfied. I think he'll make you breakfast in the morning. Yeah, I. I'm all in. He's great. Guess yeah. what? I'm with you a hundred percent. Get with that ball. I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna make you cry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Got a whole catchphrase. It gets better. Yeah. It gets better. That's great. I, I but think what you're seeing is enthusiasm. I agree. There's it, also yes. a level of respect, even though he's bragging. Yeah. Right. He understands there's certain lines not to cross, and how he expresses <laughs> I feel himself. Like Wayne's traumatized. <laughs> I know. I know. It's I just can, fun. It's fun. He seems like a um, nice man. Why? I don't know. This I is agree. Just, I don't think he's so creepy. He's just forward. No, he wants to have fun with you. Yeah. This, I, I know nothing wrong with that. I have to wrap up. So okay. Okay. I um, is there a website where I could look at the rest of this? <laughs> I will send. I'll send you links, dude. Okay. I'll just, Please I'll just send, send me yeah. links. There's, uh, there's no. Uh, now I'll say this. I don't know why, but I was uh, with Michael Sarah in New York, and he's like, was talking about how there's all these videos online that are called public meltdowns or public freakouts, and they're just strings of of public meltdowns or Write freakouts. Write that down. No, I haven't watched no, any yet. But since he said it, I'm like. It's I right. need to get in a good emotional place to watch. Yeah. Well, are you on TikTok by any chance? I am not. Is that where they are? You these on Instagram? Live? Wayne Come is. Look yes. at my no. stories, and I'll show you the best of humanity. Oh, okay. On TikTok, yeah, Christi- the Christina P. Follow me on Instagram, okay. and 
Um, you'll see my stories. And you're, on like hey, uh, you're on TikTok as well? I am on the talk as hey, well, uh, but I prefer Judd. to curate yes. my own things. Yeah. Have fun there. Have fun oh, on our TikToks. Uh, yeah. You're going to like it. Okay. You like public meltdowns and weird stuff. Oh, because you, you acted like these were shocking you, but you have worse ones. Oh, my oh, God. Well, I've got all kinds of okay. stuff. Yeah. Right. Next so, time you come back, you'll see, I'll play them for That you. was a lie. You're... Yeah. Your sensitivity. No, no. Oh, I, I don't like it. I big, really don't big, like big it. Big, big lie. Judd Apatow, oh, Wayne Fetterman, uh, The Great Depression is coming out. Watch that on HBO. It's Gary Shandling's book. It's Gary Shandling's Pre-order book. Pre-order it. Okay. And that's the, all we got. That's it. That's it. All right. <laughs> Love you. Thank, Thank you, guys. Thank you. All right. Our guest today just uh, blew us away when we saw him uh, the first few times at the comedy store. Then we both have had him come do shows with us. And he's killing it. It's just getting bigger and better and everything's going in the right direction. So I'm super happy to have with us today, Brian Simpson. Thanks, Yay, Brian, for Brian coming Brian Simpson. Uh, this is a long time overdue, man. Um, and I mean it. Like the, I, I remember the first time I saw you, actually. I remember, I remember watching you in the belly room and I watched for a few minutes and then I, 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 I laughed my ass off. And then, you know, sometimes when you see somebody, you're like, am I, um, am I right to think that Someone I don't know is as funny as I think they are. So, you know what I mean? I was like, this dude's really funny, right? Then I walked up to Adam. I was like, hey, that guy's really funny, right? He's like, he's super fucking funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then we started, um, we asked you, to, I asked you to do a, a show at the store with me. And then you came to Vegas with me. Yeah, that was awesome. That was awesome. Oh, we also did the Riverside Theater yeah. um, out in Riverside. And then uh, I know Christina's. Had a, you've yeah, had you were on my push. comedy store. Uh, no, I forget. Which we did. Uh, I think we did flappers. No, what we did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got to come do flappers. I do Thursdays. You're invited. Really? Just come. Okay. Yeah, you're fantastic. But we you killed you. it on all these shows, and then, um, yeah, then all of a sudden, you know, like the things you expect to happen with uh, with good comics, and just one day I saw you, you're like, oh, I'm on Spade's show tonight. You did stand. You killed. Yes. On that show. Congratulations. Yeah. So, no, but but y'all. Y'all, y'all talked me in a stand because remember when, when I came and did your show at the store, yeah, and it was just the three of us. That's right. And I was talking to y'all about how I was about to leave because no. I kept being like defeated. You know, mm -hmm. like I kept I kept being the funniest person on like whatever showcase, or, and I wasn't getting anything out of it. You know, yeah. I mean, I had just gotten past, but that was like that was the only thing that had ever happened. Right. And y'all were like. And Christina was like, "Are you fucking crazy? Yeah, man. <laughs> no, yeah, you're you, so talented. You only been here for how long? A few years? Like, you get, shut, shut the fuck up, stay." <laughs> That's true. Because actually, you know, we were just—I just talked to someone yesterday. Oh yeah, uh, Bert and I went to this uh, place, and somebody who works there, this girl works there. She's like, "Oh, I'm a comedian." I'm like, how long you been doing it? She said like eight or nine months. Oh, and I was like, "Well, you know, the only thing I can really tell you besides the obvious things is just don't stop, right? Because mm -hmm. when we look back now." Like, uh, you know, this is, I'm going on to year uh, 18, I think, coming up for me of, of being out here doing stand up. I go, the one thing that just stands out is that the people that are working now or not, and that have had things happen in their careers stayed and kept doing it. Yeah. And the ones where you're like, what happened to that person? They just, like, part of this grind is like just staying in it, yeah. keep doing it, right? Because we always talk about, what happened to that person and that mm -hmm. person? It's like they just stopped. And like, I just don't want you to stop, man. And there's nothing more depressing than like being at the store and having a comic show up. You know, it's like an old man and he's like, ah, oh, I used to. Oh, used yeah. To. Back in 874, that's my name right there on the yeah. wall. Like, oh, shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what's interesting? I was just thinking what you were just saying. When, when Tom and I first started, I say I was like year six or seven in stand-up. 
And I used to watch a little comedian named Sebastian. <laughs> yeah. Um, remember he had at the time the Ross Dress for the Less. Ross Dress for Less bit. bit. Yeah. And I remember we were on the same show as him in Santa Monica at a, some bar. Yeah. And I just remember watching him and being like, wow, these guys, like, he was like the king of, not the open micers, we were like no. the book show goers yeah. at the time. But he had already been doing it for you know how many years yeah definitely he was and you know he's deep in the game you know he was grinding it out and that was like that was his signature bit yeah uh, about what it's like to to shop at oh yeah. right it's, it's still so good it's yeah. so good but yes. the the point being like we thought we were kind of far along but then you looked at sebastian and he yeah. was farther along and it took that long now for him to be at the level he's at it just takes time it takes time it does. It's, a, it's a it's a marathon yeah. it really is yeah so i mean yeah i mean when we when we were hanging out in that back room i i got to know just little tidbits about you and when we did the road about like how you were in the military oh yeah yeah and then you were in foster care yep i was in foster care yeah and what where is is uh dc home then yeah well i um i was a, i was born in dc but i was a foster kid in uh pg county maryland so it's, okay which is basically dc okay and then uh how how early were you in the foster program um well i was i was in there once when I was from like age like five to mm-hmm. like 11 uh-huh. and then again from 13 till I was an adult. So before five, were you at home that you were with your biological? I was with my, I was with my biological mom and her mom. Okay. And do you have memories of that then? Cause five, you would kind of, kind of sort of, yeah. Kind of hazy a little. Yeah. I, I kind of have memories of it. Yeah. And then, um, one time, Cause we, cause my my grandma, my mom left, because my grandma liked to date abusive men, and she couldn't take it. You know, mm-hmm. so she she left, and my grandma was like working two three jobs, you know, and she used to clean houses for rich people, and she was a nurse and all this other shit. So we, me and my brother would be, we would we walked across the street to go to school. We would be home by ourselves, you know. I was five, he was seven, mm. and <clears throat> and then one day uh, a police officer knocked on the door. And you know that you know how they used to have the, the cops come talk to you at school yeah. for the dare, and they would all say their name was Officer Friendly. Mm. You know, and he knocked on the door and was like, "Hey," because my grandma was like, "Don't you open this fucking door for nobody, not mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, not not even me. I got the key." Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean. But he was like, "Oh, it's Officer Friendly." I was like, "Oh, I know that. I yeah, know him." I know. Him. I opened the door. It was not the Officer Friendly I remember. Mm. You know what I mean? And that led to you know. Child Protective Services getting involved. Blah, blah, so they blah. took you away right then. What? They didn't take us away right then, uh-huh. but they gave us to our aunt, you know, who, and she tried to do it for a little while, but yeah. she already had two kids already. And so she couldn't do it. So they, you know, they sent us with my brothers. Um, me and my brother have different dads. They sent us with his dad, uh, his dad's mom. And, uh, and that worked out for a little while. I was there for a few years and then. Oh, a few years? Yeah, I was there yeah. from like, from that, that's the longest I lived anywhere before, since I, before I joined the military, and then they found my dad, and I and then me and my brother got split up. I went with my father, and he stayed with his grandmother, you know, and that was a whole adventure, you know, just getting into it with with, with the family and my stepmom and my dad and all of that, and then I. Ended what was up, it like being like I guess reunited kind of with your dad? Um, I think it it was it was it was weird, you know, because my you know. We're me and my dad are close now, but back then I was just a, I was just a handful, man. Because, oh, you were. Oh yeah, <laughs> just because I, I think when you do, when you that young and you don't you don't realize it, mm-hmm. but but you have like a you don't trust authority. 
you know, right. because adults keep passing you around. So, right. So you get that feeling of like, fuck them. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, it, I'll never forget when it happened to me. They tried to put me on Ritalin, right? Because my teacher kept telling me I was bouncing off the wall, blah, blah, yeah. blah. But I ain't trust this shit because I ain't never heard of the shit. Mm-hmm. Right, and they and my grandma used to make us, you know, take it in front of her, and I, I started hiding. I would hide it under my tongue and spit it out. And I, after like a month, they had a parent-teacher conference, and I watched, I watched my brother's mother, my grandma. I watched her, the teacher, and the school counselor sit there and talk about how my behavior had improved and all this other <laughs> shit. Right, and you're like, they were just patting themselves on the back, and I was sitting there like, and that's when that's the first time I realized, like, oh, these motherfuckers don't know what they're talking about. I'm gonna no. do what I want. Yeah. And that and that, but I was after that. I was like, I'm gonna do what the fuck I want. Yeah, yeah. But good, <laughs> you know? good for you. First of all, no, that wasn't a good. Uh, oh. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, it, I guess it's the reason I'm a comic. But right. yes, but that spirit of I think when you grow up in like a dysfunctional system, there's two ways you can go. You can continue the dysfunctional system right. uh, and have children early and treat and uh, do the same stuff that was done to you, or you can be like, wait a minute. I'm in the matrix. Something's oh, yeah. weird. These motherfuckers are dumb. They don't, I'm different. Fuck you. I'm gone. So I think in you're describing is like kind of an awakening where you go like, no, you guys don't know shit. Well, the, the real, the real <laughs> awakening the didn't happen until I started doing stand up. Right? Yeah, because the awakening mm. then was to be like rebellious probably, right? Good right, for you. Right. It was because it can be dangerous because you think you're being rebellious, but what you're actually doing is you're just doing the opposite of whatever adults are you're doing. You're being yeah. destructive, right? right? <laughs> you was yeah. like, whatever you say, I'm gonna do the opposite. So what did you get? Did you get into like fights, oh, drugs, yeah. fights all the time? Fights. I've gotten into fights with my dad, my brother. Physical fights. Yeah, people yeah. at school. I was throwing hands on a regular basis. Yeah, yeah or get my ass whooped. Yeah, I caught a lot of L's. Really? Oh yeah, because I ain't, <laughs> I didn't give a fuck. I was right. like, I'll take this L, but you, but you but you'll fight. know that I'm somebody that fights. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're gonna remember me, man. But uh, but then when I and I spent all that time like just bouncing around, and then uh, at one of my foster homes, I was playing with a gun and shot. Mm. Uh, I shot the other foster kid. What? what? Yeah. Yeah, man, it was some wild shit. Holy shit! Like that fucked me up. Of course. Yeah, and I. Um, Did he live? Well, that's interesting, right? So, so he he had the gun. Somebody was he was holding a gun for somebody, and one day he was like fucking with me, playing with it. You know what I mean? Like, and I woke up in the night. He he was like, "Don't you fucking move me?" You know what I mean? <laughs> And I was like, oh my God, oh my God. And then he turned on the lights and was like laughing, you know what I mean? And mm. I, and he, <laughs> That's funny. Right, right. No, it, it was funny to me at the Psycho. time, right? But Because I, I watched Jesus. I watched him like show me like, oh, look, it's empty, dumbass. You know, and then he loaded it back up and I'm like, all right, whatever, I'm gonna get you back. And then like, you know, a month later or so, he was, he was in the shower getting ready for a date and I went and grabbed it. And you know, and I did what he did and I, I, I dropped the clip out. You forgot there's one in the chamber. It was one in the chamber. Yeah. Oh my God. And because I didn't know shit about guns. Yeah. I had never seen or touched a gun. And that I saw him put that's how he showed me it was empty. So Holy I was like shit, dude. Boom. So shot. how close were you to him? I was like as far from me to you. Like maybe where'd you shoot him? In the stomach. <gasps> and it was a deuce deuce too. So you know, it, it's not a high enough caliber to break bones, so it'll but it'll it just, it'll just bounce around inside yeah. you, you know. Man, that was such a fucking crazy night. And I remember trying to lie i was trying to because i was i knew the gun was dirty like stressing me out man you know the gun had bodies on it or something you know i knew it was dirty so i was trying to lie to protect him but i also wanted them to help him so like 
Right. The cops was when they got to when they got to the uh, to the house. The ambulance got to the house. The, am, the 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 paramedics got there before the cops, but they couldn't come in until the cops cleared the house. Whoa! Oh, right, no, right. Man. So, so and, and and they're like, we don't know if it's somebody still inside. Well, and I'm me, like, let me cut you off for one second. Oh As, when the ambulance shows up, the guy is he laying in the tub? Is no, he, no, no, no. He's he's in our room. So he 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 came out the shower and came, we shared a bedroom. He came out the shower and got, came into the bedroom. And he's so he's he's on the floor hat, naked in a towel. Bleeding, bleed. Well, I, I did. It, it was like bile mixed with it, so it was like green and but like profusely bleeding. Oh yeah, yeah. And just, but still talking, still like he telling me what to do, but profusely. And I and I remember he told me to call his friend, and he was like, tell him, tell him what I, I call his friend, and I'm like, yo, he's like, yo, call nine one one, and I'm like, yo, he told me to call you, and he's like, he's dying, nigga. Yeah. Don't listen to him. You know what I mean? Yeah. I ain't know what to do. Yeah. But the, but the cops were already. They were someone. One of the neighbors had already called the cops. Mm. Yeah, man, and and that's actually how they knew I was lying because who knew you were lying? The cops about what where the gun was, right? No, because I told the cops that somebody ran in the door, somebody came in the back door, and shot him and ran. Or somebody came in and, and shot him and ran out of the back door. Yeah, you know, because he told me to tell them that, and I, and told me to throw the gun over the back door fence, and that was the most bitch ass throw. I threw it like three <laughs> feet. Yeah, I threw it like three feet, like like the most. The most, because that that just show you go to show you when you a kid how you think you so much smarter than everybody. Yeah. Because the cop the cop knew I was lying because a. Back door's some, locked. Well, someone someone called the cops uh-huh. while I was calling his friend, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so they knew exactly what time the calls were, and then I called the cops after, mm-hmm. you know, and then two my fingerprints was on the gun. You know, three, I had gunpowder residue on my hands. I mean, how much of a pan, are you in a panic as this is all happening? Because I feel like I am like hyperventilating just hearing the story. I was not, no, I wasn't panicking. I was just overwhelmed. You know yeah. what I mean? I was just, it was too much for me. So does, do the cops, do they come in, they clear like, the house? How, they, they, how old are they, you? They pull the me, they pull me out of the house. Yeah. And so I'm sitting outside oh. watching the paramedics just wait. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, and I'm sitting there like, what, you know? And, uh, How old are you at the time? At that time, I was, I think I was 14. Oh, my God. You were 14? Yeah. Jesus Dude, Christ. I thought you were going to tell me like 26. No, 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 no. He's in foster care. I yeah. forget He's what time minor, period this yeah. is. No, I was 14. Man. Oh, my so, gosh. So, okay. So how, and how was the kid, the other kid yeah. that got hit, shot? He was 16 or 17. So, do they finally go in? They finally go in. You know, they get him to the hospital. He's in intensive care, all this and this and that. Mm. Um, the, the families. So so now I'm, I'm in the police station. And to me, I'm thinking I told the perfect lie. But this cop has just figured me all out. He tells yeah. me exactly what happened. He's like, <laughs> oh, he's like, listen, man, I I don't think you shot. I don't think you shot him on purpose, but I know you shot him. Mm. You know what I mean? And he tells, like, he, he tells like, me. Nah. Right. I'm like, nope, no, 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 I didn't. No, no, no. And then he tells me exactly what happened. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, fuck. Yeah. Oh. yeah. You know, and then he takes me to the hospital with the family, you know, and I'm. And with I'm, this kid's family? Well, no, because he was a foster kid right, too. Right, right, right. So right. With, with what so, family? So the fa- my foster mom, yeah. her, her family, her, her husband had just passed away. And so it was her brother who hated me mm. and, you know, her sisters and her, her real kids and all of that. And we all sitting around and now they still don't know that it was me. They, they bought my story. You know what I mean? Because they don't know the shit the cop knew. Right. They still don't know it was me. And 
you know, and I can tell it's some it's certain people that think it was, you know, cause the, but they think it was like nefarious shit. Like I shot him, was trying to shoot him or whatever. They, and right. I, can, I can hear little whispers, little rumors. The mom is just devastated because she, she was like the sweetest fucking lady, like yeah. the nicest yeah. lady. And he pulls her to the side and like he's there over there and I, I watch him telling her and she just like falls apart in tears. You know what I mean? Mm. Because and she and she's mostly sad because she knows what's going to happen to me. Right. Mm. Not you know what I mean? She knows that I'm going to get put, taken out of her home and put put it because once you do shit like that, you get labeled a problem child. So you only go to homes that will take like fucked up kids. Mm. Yeah. You know, and. Yeah, that was that was uh, that, and and I didn't get to so I, I wasn't allowed to contact him. The 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 kid, right? So I didn't know whether he died. Well, I knew he didn't die because he was the only one that could confirm the real story. You know what I mean? Mm. So I knew he didn't die because I never got in no trouble. You didn't get in any trouble? No. What? No. Well, how'd what's that happen? The statute of limitations. <laughs> um, because 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 I think you I think it has something to do with the fact that like you you technically the state is your parent. Mm-hmm. Oh. So they are responsible for you. you, but you lucked out on that, man. On yeah. not getting any. Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah. Well, he did. They, they could have given you, you know, I mean, at, at a minimum, some type of like aggravated, you know, weapons charge or you know, what I mean, oh, attempted yeah. murder. I, I mean, mean, I don't know that no one got in trouble. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. But what, he lived. He did live, but I never. I didn't speak to him until I was like thirty. Fuck. And how did I... that go? It was good because, you know, I, I was dreading the con- I didn't speak to any of them and I was dreading the conversation. And when and I because I thought, you know, they, I thought everyone was upset with me. I yeah. ain't know. I didn't know his condition. I didn't know if he got shitting with a bag and all yeah. that, you know. Yeah. And I talked. So I finally like she was best friends with my previous foster mother. So I got her number through them and I called her and. Uh, and she fucking laughed about it. <laughs> she was like, oh, yeah, I remember that you were you were something else. I was like, what? Something else. Yeah, she was like, cause that's the kind of person she was. She was just so forgiving and so like, like you know how you meet all these bullshit ass Christians? Yeah. yeah. Like she was a real Christian. Like she was about that life. You yeah. Know what I mean? So she was like all about forgiveness. Mm. You know what I mean like the internet would hate her now. She was she was she would have hugged that uh, Amber Geiger. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like she was that kind of person. So and then I talked to him about it, and he was like, it was nothing. Like it was to me, it was like one of the most significant, traumatic experiences. And to them, it was just like some stupid shit that I did. He he was like that too. He's like, oh man, come on. Seriously, I mean, I can't imagine the torture of carrying around that guilt for um, what sixteen years. You were like, is this kid alive? Is he shitting in a bag? Does everyone? I mean, that's that's a lot heavy to carry around for sixteen. Because you feel like a piece of shit. You probably felt like. I'm such an asshole. Like I'm such a piece of shit. You know. Um, yeah. I mean, I would go back and forth between that. And I, I remember I sat in the dark a lot. Yeah, I would yeah. too. Fuck. Over that incident. Yeah. 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 But you don't realize you're fucked up. You yeah, know? I know. And then, but but here's the here's the whole irony of it all is all the training I did in the Marine Corps, and yeah. I never shot anybody. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. no. Yeah. So wait. Um. Oh. After you got after. They remove you from that house after the shooting incident. Do you get thrown to a house that's like we, you know, I mean, like you were saying, fucked up. Kid oh yeah, house. yeah, yeah. And how was that? I, well, that's I go to a house and it's like, um, and it's like these kids have like been through some shit. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like some real shit where yeah. they're like being abused, tortured, sold mm-hmm. off. You know, and you're living with they, them. Now. Or they got found in a box or some shit. You know, and I'm. <laughs> 
And I'm sitting there like, oh man, they're like, what are you here for? I'm like, well, you know, my mom left or whatever. But are you like, I shoot motherfuckers just so you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, Don't actually, fuck with actually, me. Actually, you know what? It never came up. Really? I, nope. So you all, and you always kept that like a secret basically, right? Yeah, yeah. I wasn't really, I wasn't really, I never talked about it until I started doing stand-up. Really? Yeah. Because yeah, I, when I started doing stand-up from this, um, there's this storytelling like a uh, nonprofit in San Diego mm-hmm. called So Say We All and they like, they bring you in to do these workshops. They're like writer, like, you know, NYU grads, you know, writer, literary people or whatever. And they bring in people with like dope stories and teach you how to like write the story and, or, and then you perform it like in front of people. And that they got me doing stand-up. They like That's how you got started doing stand-up? Yeah. No shit. Yeah, that dude that dude was like, We're thinking about doing stand-up. You you know, you wanna do it. I, I walked into a bar one time and I was flirting with his girlfriend. I was like making all her friends laugh, and then he walked up and was like, It was a, it, I didn't know this, but their show that show had just ended at this bar. And he walked up and was like, I thought he was gonna have a problem. And he was like, Hey, dude, you funny as shit. You wanna nah. come back to the crib? I'm like, Yeah, we went back, drank, smoked, and he's fucked like, Fucked oh. his girlfriend? No, no, didn't <laughs> fuck his girlfriend. No, didn't fuck his girlfriend. But he but he was like, Yo, we think about doing stand up, you wanna do it? It's like the show's in like three months. I was like, Yeah. Oh wow. And so then I started hitting the mics because I wanted to do good at that show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that that's how I got into it, man. Just storytelling and that. You're a natural, dude. Natural. I'm telling you, I keep thinking about it. you. Got to <clears throat> do not stop doing it. No, nah, I never. I couldn't. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't. I, I could, anything like if I had to stop doing stand up, I don't know. I don't, I would lose my mind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that 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 means you're you not going to stop. Yeah, you won't. So wait, when you get into let's say problem house with like torture kids and shit, <laughs> how long do you stay in that house for? <sighs> um. It's kind of blurry. I was, I think, so that was 15. So I stayed in that house till I, well, I was in that house twice. So I stayed in the house and I forget what I did to have to leave the house. I think I just, I think I fucking, um, I don't know what I did to get leave the house, but I ended up going temporarily going way out to like where the rich white kids lived and going to like this fancy group home. In Maryland? It was in Maryland somewhere. I forget what what part though. But um, but <laughs> it was but it was one of those it was one of those, those schools where like the kids had cars already. Like the kids my age had BMWs and parking spots, yeah. and they could leave campus. And they had you know you <laughs> you like what the they fuck? yeah they required you to have all this expensive shit in your classes. There was like nothing in them. And they were hella racist out there. Were they? Oh yeah, dude. Like, like to your face? To, yeah. Look, I went. I, I dropped. I dropped into the middle of the semester. This was another problem with being a false kid is like every time you move you go to a new school district mm-hmm. or something you behind because you're in the middle yeah. of the right so i'm in the middle of the semester and i'm just telling this lady like lady look i don't know how to use this calculator can you just give me can i like come meet you at office hours i'll bring you a sandwich she was like nah i was mm-hmm. like well, can you can you put me with a kid no she didn't she did not give a fuck mm-hmm. real at this nice ass school at this nice ass school and so i just started, i said fuck i started skipping school with this other kid that was in the group home and we leave for lunch one day. We in the woods smoking weed. We come back to school. The school officers there to like fucking arrest us. Oh God! So they got pictures of us. So they had cameras in the what? woods out back out back to school. Yeah, they had pictures. They had pictures of me smoking. And they're they, like, check out this photo, man. Right. <laughs> they they had pictures of me smoking weed, and 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 just them with me. So, um, and but they knew it was him because he was like trouble. You know, and they wanted me to snitch on him. You know, so they had me in the 
principal's office, whoop, 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 telling me all this shit. And she was like, listen, you can't fuck up your future, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, why don't you talk to that bitch ass teacher that won't even show me how to use a calculator? Why are you worried about mm-hmm. trying to get my friend yeah. in trouble? You know, but they, and then I was the fuck about it because it was I was only there because as a favor because I was too old to be in that home. I think I was seventeen and you they had kicked to be, you out. Oh yeah, they kicked, and the only home that would take me back was the was the last one. Oh Jesus! So I went, <laughs> yeah. So I I went up in there. I went back and then um, it was other shit in between. But it's all kind of blurry to me. I would have to like read my record. Well, how 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 much how does the decision come to go to the Marine Corps? From there is it like something you Doesn't wanted to do like or is it like much of a choice um i don't want to hear yeah. no because oh, i think i have finally got fed up and i um so ne- so when you turn 18 at least this is how it used to be when you turn 18 in foster care you go back to um so you can you can either go to college and they'll take care of you till you 21 mm-hmm. or you can um you can like emancipate yourself like you got you got kind of options or whatever right but i was just I just wanted to, my independence. Like I, I was tired of like adults making decisions for me that they wouldn't have to be around for the consequences. You know what I mean? Whereas yeah. like they decide, oh, you know what time you plan the you plan the trumpet, mm-hmm. then you go six months into the trumpet, then they kick you out their house, and then you know, and you hate the fucking trumpet, but you invested all your time. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. But but even but even other little shit, you know. So. I just wanted to not be under the th- under their thumb, so I en- I ended up moving back in with my uh, with my stepmom for a little while. And I know you're like 18 at this point. 19? Now I'm I'm either 18 or I'm about to be. Okay. And I damn and I'm and I'm I get I get a little job. I'm I'm dro- I've already dropped out of high school. I get a little job, and I remember I got into a fight with my boss at work, like a physical fight. He look, I'm gonna tell y'all something. <laughs> So I, it was a, it, I was working at a clothing store up at the mall, and this motherfucker, you know, it was run by like some shady motherfuckers, and they, they was always late with our paychecks, and I um I go back up with the check, I go up to get my check on my day off, and they're not ready, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm and I'm waiting, they're like just hold on a little bit, and I'm waiting there, I'm there for like an hour, mm. waiting for my check, and then the manager comes out and goes, hey man, why you here? Um, can you help us with inventory? Like, can you just clock in and help us with inventory? And I lost it. I was like, man, fuck you. I'm not helping with shit. Give me my motherfucking check. Now keep in mind, I'm 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 17 or 18, and this dude is he's at least four or five years older than me. He used to be he was he used to be a, a football player, strong as a motherfucker. But but I had never got into it really with a grown man that wasn't in my family. You know that don't really want to harm me. <laughs> this motherfucker was so because he was already frustrated from the boss from dealing with the ball because he was dealing with it. You know right, what I mean? Right. And and all that frustration and aggression turned out on me. He was like, you know what? Get the fuck out of the store. And I'm like, make me get out of the motherfucking store. This motherfucker put the sh- like he he grabbed me and flung and slammed me so effortless, dog. Like he threw me like 10 feet. <laughs> like it was nothing. Bam. And and I immediately you know how like you ever have somebody put strength on you and it immediately takes the motherfucking aggression out of you because yeah. you're like this is a fight i'm gonna lose yeah, yeah for yeah. sure yeah it was like that i got no Jeez. shot yeah. yeah so i <laughs> so i went back i went home you know he take, took my little epsom salt bath to heal up <laughs> and i and i wait this for dude my tossed you oh yeah and it was clearly like he didn't even have to say you're fired or don't come back or none of that shit yeah you're like, yeah and and he was so fucking huge he was so strong that like i'm looking around for the mall security or somebody do something and they was looking at me like nah 
<laughs> nah, we don't want none of that. So, <laughs> so I wait for my so my check comes in the mail. It's like a little three hundred dollars or something, and I use that to buy weed. I sell all the weed. I got I got one or two little bags of weed left in my pocket, and I'm walking to the basketball court. And the cops they're always fucking with us. The cops come up, pull up, pull up on us in the parking lot, and and say that they got a report that somebody was selling CDs in the parking lot, which is they always make up a reason why right. they're fucking with you. And I get caught with the weed on me. No, it's just a bag of weed, yeah. one bag of weed yeah. left. Yeah. And to, but to me, it was like, oh man, oh no, blah blah blah. So the, um, then one day, my so my uncle picks me up from jail, mm. and on the way home, he's like, "What the fuck are you doing? Like, what do you what do you see yourself in five years?" Which was the first time anyone has ever asked me to like about the future, right? And I was like, "Oh shit, I ain't, I don't know, I ain't, I don't think about that." He's like, "You ever thought about joining the military?" Oh, maybe I don't know. So I uh, I get my GED. I try to join the Air Force, but the but the pending the pending weed charge is like keeping it keeping mm. me from joining. Yeah. So the Air Force guy on the phone, he's like, "Yo, you not uh, you not Air Force material," and hung up on me. Oh Damn. My God. Yeah. So I call back to curse this motherfucker out, but <laughs> but a Marine answers the phone. Oh. So I don't know if I called the wrong number or if, if, if there's just a, a hotline or whatever the fuck. He answered the phone. And he's like, what? I was like, I told him, I was like, yo, I got a little weed charge. He's like, how much weed? I was like, a little bag of weed. Yeah. He's like, look, I'll come pick you up. <laughs> really? Yeah. The Marine. He's like, he's like you're Marine material. <laughs> and, right. And he's like, I, I'll, come, I'll come pick you up. Yeah. And then and then they, so the the ASVAB, you take you take the, the ASVAB test, you know, to see what job you can get in the Marine Corps, like the military SAT, if you will. And bef- but before they take you down there, you take a little practice one in their office. You know what I mean? Because they have quotas and shit. Yeah. And I smashed that shit. I aced it. And he was like, "Oh man, dude, you can have any job you want." Mm. I was like, "I was like," he was like, "What do you want to do?" I was like, "Yo, I want to fucking kill people." <laughs> and he was like, "No, no, 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 no." He was like, "No, you don't understand." It's like, "Yo, uh, do any. You can do any job. Like you can." <laughs> You can want to kill people, right? That is Love a marine it. motto, yes, right there. Well, I was just angry. I didn't really, because, because you know, at the time, it's like you, you, the aggression. You want to kill people, but you don't realize the other side of that is people might kill you. Right. Um. Once I realized that, I was like, nah, fuck all that. <laughs> yeah. You know, my but, dad loves bringing that. Shit yeah. He was like, he was like, yeah. this is what you do. You go in, you take one of these fucking technical jobs, and you come out of this motherfucker making money. Yeah. You right. Know what I mean? And he was so right. I'll never get him. Shout out Staff Sergeant Scott. Oh, he probably higher ranked than that by now or retired or some shit but yeah he really fucking was into he like, directed re- you correctly oh yeah, yeah yeah i mean he was probably trying to bang my stepmom too but right yeah probably yeah he but he went out of his way to help me dude and he was so look <laughs> so he showed he showed up at my house like two weeks later and he had a letter from the court saying that they de- they declined to prosecute really yeah so he did he handle that i don't I don't think he's allowed to. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he, I don't know what he did, but you know, Marines are, you know, they know, they always know the way they can technically get around the rule or whatever, but I know they dropped the fucking charges. Yeah. Wow. You know what I mean? And you, I and love that you show up. You're like, I want to kill lucky. people. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you did that for me? Like, yes, I will join the Marine Corps. So uh, he comes to pick me up to, uh, <laughs> to go to the MEP station where like you, you, you bought, you're going to take your piss test, you know, get all yeah. your shit out of the way. <laughs> And he was like, "Is it you got anything going on? Anything that I need to know about? Anything else that might disqualify you?" And I was like, "I'm high right now." Oh, 
I, I, I was because I was leaving and I smoked weed with my brothers Damn. and my cousins. Yeah. Like one last time. And I was like, yeah, I smoked weed yesterday. You know, and he was oh, like, um, God damn it. Ah, turn the motherfucking car around. Took me took me to, uh, I don't know, CVS or somewhere like that. Bought a gallon of water. And he was like, this better be fucking gone when we get where we're going. What? That yeah, works? No, no. Then he drove me to, um, he drove me to like some other lab where they gave me a piss test there. And I mean, I ain't never had to piss better in my whole fucking yeah. life. I smashed that gallon of water. You know? And did it, you passed it? I, I passed that test because it, because you don't have to have none. It just has to be so diluted. Right. Oh. That Because I'm pretty sure that I drank enough water to where, you know how it can kill you? Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure I was borderline. Right. It was right. too Drowning. much water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I got to the MEP station and I fucking, I passed that shit. Damn. And then is yeah. it off to like Paris Island or something? No, then he, then, no, no. And then he grabbed me like real, on some real shit, like grabbed me with like power. He was like, when you get to boot camp, you're going to have another piss test. Mm. Because cause here's the thing, they don't really test everybody. At yeah. least back then they didn't. Yeah. They test, they'll, they'll test like 30 of you and put you all in one box and they'll, they'll randomly test one of the samples and if one of those fails, they'll test the whole box, right? Mm. But they, the way they count on catching people in boot camp is most people tell them themselves. You know, because you're so, you so used to believing in the power of the government that you think they got technology and shit that they don't. Yeah, yeah. So he was like, it's, gonna, it's, a, it's a time going to come up called the moment of truth. And they're going to, you know, after they piss test you, they're going to pull everybody in the room and go, listen, everybody's results are back from the testing. And before I read them, if anybody wants to come clean about something and let me know now, then the penalty will be way less, right? And he was like, when that moment comes, if you stand up and get sent back home, I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> and he meant it. He wasn't kidding. Yeah. Because all the shit he did, all the way yeah. he went out of his yeah. way and put his ass on the line so that I could. So he's like, when that happens, shut the fuck up. Yeah. He was like, when that happens, you shut the fuck up. And I did. And I saw I saw a whole and I wanted to tell people and I saw a whole bunch of people standing up. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. They, we probably lost like eight people, <gasps> you know, and I was like, God damn. And then how was boot camp, dude? Um, you know, I mean, it's, it, it was, it was, is it brutal or you're like, it's just hard, but you get over it. It's just more psychological. Yeah. You know, I mean, how hard it is physically, it just depends on what shape you in when you get there. How were you? I was bad. Yeah. I was bad. <laughs> bad yeah. Pretty bad shape. Yeah. I, I was dying. But by the time I left, I was great. Yeah. But that how first, long was it? It was 13 weeks. It's yeah. a lot. Yeah. It was, it's brutal though. It, it, it gets brutal, but it's, uh, it, most of it is like psychological. Like, and I know some people that were like, it was easy. Those people are psychopaths. Yeah. Mm. yeah, nobody had a good time. Yeah. Nah. At boot camp? What, what's a day like in boot camp? Um, oh, shit. I don't what's know. the psychological part then that you're, you're speaking at? Like, what's an example? The, uh, the psychological shit is like, um, because they play you, there's like a scene, there's a senior drill instructor. And he is like the dude that, like, he has all these assistants, and the assistants hate you just because you're, just because you're a civilian. They think you're scum. They think you don't deserve to be a Marine. And they treat you that way. Yeah. And the senior drill instructor is there. Like, he is just, he stands back and lets them fuck you up. <laughs> and, then, and then he comes in and goes, okay, okay. You know, that, all right, that's enough. Y'all get, get out of here. Go home. You treat my kids bad. Go home. Yeah. And, it, and that happens a few times. You know what I mean? And then one day, out of the blue, he'll come in and he'll be pissed about something. And and he's like, you know what, y'all dis fucking disrespect me like this? Mm -hmm. 
and he'll fucking leave and just leave you with with the assholes right and 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 bro when i tell you that I, that shit works on everybody yeah it's an yeah. abusive parent because it, they, they it's like the whole process is to break you down yep to build you like, up to right? make you believe you're nothing as you are and then when you're finished you're better than everyone that's why all these motherfuckers get out of boot camp they they cocky as fuck they think they invincible yeah. Mm. yeah they break you down and then they're like the, but the reason that you're awesome now is because of the marine corps oh yeah that's why you're awesome because the whole point is to push you the whole point is to make you keep it's a get you used to misery mm. one get you used to operating when things are miserable two to get you to instantly obey to get to get you so scared of not obeying that you don't even think you just do what you're told and then three to make you to make you believe that you can do shit even when you know you can't because hmm. a whole bunch of times you'll hit what you think is your limit you, you know like because that's the one thing i got out of boot camp is like sometimes you I think people think that trying your hardest is when you try until it gets hard. Like people try until it gets hard and they go, oh, I tried. It's hard, yeah. Right. But but really in the Marine Corps, it's like, no, trying your hardest is trying until it gets hard and then going harder. Right. Until mm. you fucking got nothing. Until it, and when it, when it hurts so bad, when your whole body hurts and you still got fucking, you know, three miles to go. You know what I mean? And you still, you go until you can't fucking go. And you actually end mm. up completing it and you're like, wow, I can really go. Exactly. Yeah. And they make you. Yeah. Every time they make you do it again. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. What great training for life. My dad is what watching this training. episode right now. He's just masturbating. Yeah. <laughs> I'm masturbating. I love yeah. it. Like, I love for, it. For me, it's like the Marine Corps wasn't for me, but I needed that. I needed yes, it. Yeah, you yeah. did yeah. at the time. I needed to stop. Like because of the false care shit, like I needed to stop feeling sorry for myself. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I needed to stop because the Marine Corps don't give a fuck what your mommy did or any of that shit. They like all of us got problems, but also this thing need to be over there or people are gonna die. Right, and it, that's your job. Other people, everybody else got other jobs. Yeah, so it's like what what's important in this moment. Yeah, there's no crying. In the I I love yeah. it. You know, it's the model of a survivor. You know, when it's I think it was a great time for you to be in the Marine Corps because. That was the time you needed to survive, to survive your horrible childhood and everything, yeah. and and to become a stand-up comedian. I needed, I needed the stability. I needed the stability too. Yeah, that was the Marine. That was the that was the longest I ever lived anywhere, with and with the same with the same people. So did oh, you wow. count down the days though, as your time there was ending? You know what I mean? Were in, you like, in the Marine Corps? Yeah. Were you like, oh fuck? Yes. Me. Yeah. I was ready to get the fuck up out of there. Yeah. Four years you did? Five. Five. Yeah. Mm. But it, but there was a but there was a discrepancy where I ended up. Um, cause there was, there was my, my actual unit was in Yuma, Arizona, which is like America's asshole. It's the shittiest, <laughs> hottest desert town. Uh -huh. But they, they had a detachment in Miramar, San Diego. And, and which is not America's asshole. No, mm. which is not America's asshole. America's no, paradise hole. <laughs> and, and with my job, it's literally, it's the best place you can be sent as a Marine with my job. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, um, what was your job again? I was a, a tactical air operations module repair what I, I basically i worked on a rate so the a radar connects to this box where people control flights mm -hmm. and i fixed the box wow that's kind of a cool gig yeah it wasn't cool it was boring really <laughs> it, it sounds really hard it was it, no no i mean because you don't have to be smart they send the smart they send the genius with you everywhere you go oh right yeah so but, the genius is like now take that off <laughs> yeah well he's just there in case of some shit that you can't solve yeah so your job is just to be smart enough to understand his instructions. Right. 
you know, so he, when he's like, uh, yeah, you need to get up in there and remove this and remove that and put that in there, and you just do that. And then he's like, all right. Yeah, and, but nothing solved. ever broke because we maintained the shit out of it. It was yeah. like every, nothing, n- there was never an issue that just wasn't, that couldn't be resolved with like a part or two, you know. But, the, but, but they made a, t- they, had a, they sent a temporary unit to Miramar, and then, and then I got there shortly after that. And then they made the unit permanent. So in the system, it looked like we all moved from Yuma to, to San Diego, even though we'd all been there the whole time. So we didn't have to move again. Oh. So, so, me, so, so even though people usually move around a lot in the military, I was in the same place, mm. with the same people for, for the, five years for the whole That's time. That's good, but wow. you needed that. Yeah, not for the whole because most but, of some right, of that time right. was in school. But yeah, sure. man, it was great. It was the best. I was the only black person for a long time. That's, That's got to be weird, yeah. right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. It was a it was a fucking it was a culture shock for me. Right. I, yeah, yeah. And and what I didn't realize was that people and this is sort of what made me go from being so serious all the time to being funny, is that I didn't know that. So in the school in the schoolhouse before you get sent to your job, if you get if you get the best grade, you get to pick where you go. And I had to I was seventh out of eight people, because <laughs> I fuck school, yeah. and they sent me to the best place. And what they told me at the time was, yeah, you didn't do well, but, you, but you're the smartest person here, right? Trying to like boost my ego. But when I got there, everyone was acting all fucking weird. You know what I mean? And yeah. when one time, and then the, 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 um, my, my warrant officer put me in his office one day, and he was like, so how you doing, Simpson? Like, I was like, uh, sir? And he was like, relax. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, no one, <laughs> ever, no one ever asks you how you're doing Mm-mm. or tells you to relax. In the Marine Corps. Never, unless it's like a problem about to go down. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, what? Relax? Like, what do you mean relax? He's like, no, relax, relax. I'm like, like okay. <laughs> and he's like, how are you? And I'm like, well, to be honest with you, sir, everyone's acting fucking weird. Like, everybody was being super nice to me. <laughs> they would stop. They would stop. Like, like I could hear the conversation shift when I walked in the room and shit like mm. that, you know? And then he closed the door and was like, look, I'm gonna tell you something. Before you got here, they took all the black Marines out of the unit because someone accused the CEO of being racist or whatever. Mm. And so you're the first black person here uh. since then. That's why you're here, you know what I mean? And uh. that's why everyone's acting weird is because they're afraid to say something, blah, 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 blah. And so, but the thing is, that was that was making me more uncomfortable. Of course, yeah. you know what I mean. So, so how did you react to it, though? So I started, I started just bringing it up, like I just started talking about race all the time, you know. And, <laughs> and I and I pulled, and then some, and then I pulled, I, I got everybody together eventually, and I was like, look, y'all walking on eggshells because y'all scared that I might, that you might say something that it was gonna upset me and blah 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 blah. It's like I'm sure some of y'all are racist. You don't know it, maybe. Um, but me get, me going to the other unit because the, 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 our sister unit was was the it was mostly black people in charge. But it's like yeah. they still gonna treat you like a nigga. Everyone's a nigga in the Marine Corps, so it don't matter if I if I go over there, I'm still gonna be getting treated just like shit. But I'm gonna be it's gonna just be black people treating me like shit. Right. So I was like, you say whatever you want, say whatever you want, <laughs> but I'm gonna say whatever the fuck I want. And it was a deal. And I started just saying whatever I wanted. And, <laughs> and, and that's something you don't get to do in a miracle. No. no. And so every now and then, I slowly learned that if I say it at the right moment, <laughs> it would get a laugh. And I wouldn't get because I, w- I was still getting kind of trouble, but not no official trouble. Right. So I just learned and I started saying what I, and I was and it started with race, like joking about race, the most serious thing. Mm-hmm. And I just started slowly learning, like, I, you know, and, and 
where most people would have got in trouble, it would be like, oh, that's just Simpson. Right, right. Mm. That dude's funny. He's, right. He says crazy shit. Yep. So it all came. It all came. It's funny because it is like the, um, it is like the development of a comedian. Like the whole story, mm -hmm. everything from childhood through the Marine to like all these little details. Yeah. yeah. Like now I see like the pathway more clearly. And then you at the bar cracking the people. All all that was building. Your whole story is building up to that moment of that guy being like, "Oh, you're making these people laugh. You want to do stand up?" Yep. You know mm -hmm. the whole story. Yeah, man. It's cool. Well, I'm glad you. I'm glad you're doing it, man. Because you're so funny. We need you to weigh in on a really important thing. Oh, which yeah. Is, um, <clears throat> yeah, that was heavy. Yeah. That was no, heavy. I, I'm so glad you shared that story, though. That was. You know what's really crazy listening to you, if I may make it about me for a moment? Please. The, the officer-friendly incident. <laughs> That could have been, I mean, in the 80s, I was a latchkey. I was, I spent the summer of 1984 alone in my dad's house. Like, yeah. I should have been, an adult should have been watching me for, I was probably your age when I was being left alone. Yeah. That could have been, that could have been anybody in the 80s in a way, you know? The initial thing that starts you into that horrible cycle. Yeah, I, you know what? It's crazy. I, I always... I always felt worse for the kids that was stuck with their shitty families because some families are like <laughs> some families are shitty and they're just good at hiding the abuse yes. and all. So true. And people and those kids are stuck there. That's yes. true. At least I got to go on an adventure. You know, you like, did. You I did. got to be yeah. with all different kinds of families, and I learned. I learned about the human condition, mm. like all the false care shit and the military shit. It was it was also an education in like people. Which I totally. think you have to have that to do to really be a good stand up to understand how to communicate. You gotta understand how people work. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta know how people work. And so, um, yeah, so I, I, that's how I stopped feeling sorry for myself because I realized in any kind of art, your your damage or what you perceive as we as whatever makes you weird in art, that's a superpower. Yeah. You have a perspective that other people can't have. It's shit it's shit that only I can say, you know, and be truthful. Is it totally. I can say so like now I, I feel like empowered yes. and you can actually get it. away with even wilder more reckless irresponsible speech because you've come from you've had such extreme experiences you know oh, what I mean yeah, yeah, like yeah. the 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 more extreme circumstances you know the, the the deeper the trauma that someone that is permission to speak more freely yeah especially you know I mean? nowadays when you need permission to say yeah. certain shit yeah and isn't i know and that's so interesting what you said that you just started bringing up race all the time with people and isn't that what solved the problem <laughs> do you know yeah. what i mean like yeah. now like ha having a conversation about it yeah but now it's the complete opposite ethic that you're not supposed to say anything because someone's going to get in trouble and it's like dude that's not the way to solve no stuff yeah. i mean you just be able to say it. i mean dude, listen you're black yeah, yep. you know, you're definitely. I wanted to say it since you sat down. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got a McDonald's, nigga. <laughs> so if you don't know, Brian's been on the show before. Yes, <laughs> McDonald's, nigga. <laughs> That's Brian. Thanks for doing that for oh, us. Oh man, that was so funny. I, was, I just walked up to him in the parking lot. Sort of like, can you say something for me? He's like, sure, what? And he was like, oh, okay, like, right away. Yeah. Didn't ask for an explanation. Uh, that was so awesome. Um, so the big, so we've always played, you know, video clips, audio drops, right. and every once in a while, there's something that we actually have a debate about what someone's saying. So the original big debate was this Robert Paul Champagne, whether he was saying home here now or not. I don't know if that's even, is that in my drops? It might not be, but is it? 
Uh, search for try it out. I think you'll find it. All right. Um, try it out. Well, let's see. Come check it out. <laughs> I mean, fucked a lot, man. Well, that's not complicated, but yeah. you get the idea. I can't believe that dude's a real person. He's, oh, I know. He's, he he's really real. But anyways, lately, the new debate is one line within this video. So I'm going to play you the whole video, and then I'll tell you where the debate is. It's going to be on this screen right here, okay? All right. Okay. This public announcement goes out to all you bitch-ass niggas that motherfucker claim that I'm a false blood. Bitch, call me out and see if I'm a motherfucking false blood. You niggas don't work no wreck. Suwoo, bitch-ass niggas. Okay. So... He is there something not clear about what he said? Well, yes. yeah, the, the, it, it's pretty clear, but it's it's actually down to a few words because there's a heavy debate going on okay. about whether or not he is saying. You niggas don't want no wreck. You saying you niggas don't want no wreck. What's that mean? You don't want no wreck. Right. Which, which means which means you don't want the scuffle. You don't want. You yeah. don't want it to come to blows. Wreck, yeah. R-E-C. You don't want no smoke. You don't want no yeah. drama. No wreck. Want no wreck, R-E-C. So there's a... No, I think... W-R-E-C-K? Yeah, I, think, I don't think it's ever been spelled out. But right, I'm, you're right. W-R-E-C-K. Right. So there's a heavy debate going on, hmm. including with staff here, and <laughs> whether oh. or not he's saying want no wreck, because work no rep was a big, big advocate. If that, you can, if you can close that right there, Close what you have up. At, oh, go to the page. Just close the actual choice. Yeah, and scroll. To, oh, yeah, scroll to uh, uh, 101 in the middle. Middle down. Down. Yep. Pray, play him. Oh, oh God. For Brian. So the Suwu guy is a thousand percent saying work, no rep. Hmm. Yeah, rep. I'm from fucking East Orange, New Jersey, nigga. There's all buds in that neighborhood. And I used to hear that shit all the time, my dude. The problem is, your boy's just got too many fucking holes in his mouth, so I don't think the words is coming out right, but I know that's what he was saying. It's a very common phrase amongst the blood community, at least where I'm from. Work so, no wreck. This is so, where the debate comes in, because people are saying that it's clearly work no wreck like you, but then we got- But what does that mean? What, what work no rep? Work no wreck. No, no, work no rep, he's saying. What is he's that? saying rep. I don't know. Well, I don't know what. <laughs> what? That Go, okay, that, now page through that where you were. So then you you can you can see that people are are writing. This guy says it means they aren't recognized for the blood that he is calling him a false blood. Go ahead and page, uh, scroll. Sewell guy saying warrant no wreck, which is crazy to me. Oh God. This guy says work no wreck, which was your initial um, uh, assumption. Um, no, I was saying no, want, want. No, y'all don't want no. Okay, work. well, that the debate lies in some of the very you know few words here. This is, dude is saying you uh, work. This uh, this says work no wreck. I almost dropped it. Um, <laughs> Damn, this is this, see this is this is something I did not need in my head. I know. I know. Now I got to be thinking about. I this. know. I know. Is it you niggas don't want no wreck? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> now this guy. <laughs> This guy says, I'm white, but been to jail. <laughs> he says, want no wreck. Want no wreck. Now, when I hear Brian say the phrase, because he can mimic it very well. He didn't He didn't stop for a second. He was, no. It was automatic. Brian, yeah. say it again the way he does. So you niggas don't want no wreck? Yeah. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. When Brian says it's, it, the same cadence. You niggas don't want no wreck. 
But see, see, now that you put it in my head, now I hear. Do you want to hear it in slow motion? Okay. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> but I now when it's slowed down, I hear what? No, I hear want. But then I hear oh, work man. when I hear it at regular speed. Dude, can you get somebody to turn this into a trap beat? Uh, yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> oh, I mean. You just put the call out. Believe oh, me. Please. It'll, you'll have you'll have samples to choose from <laughs> next week. Oh yeah. I want you niggas don't work no <laughs> rent. No man. I can't. <laughs> I think it's want. I think it's want no wreck. He's I think, right. Yeah, I think you think it's mis- want no wreck. I think it's want, want no wreck. It's like you don't want this shit, right? Because look, I'm not trying to say that that is the dude that says he lives around bloods. Yeah, I'm not saying he's full of shit. Yeah, but I've never heard that phrase. Right, right. You know, and so I don't know. I don't know if that's true. You, but you've heard the phrase "want no wreck." You've I've heard, heard it. I've heard that before. You've heard "want no wreck." Yeah. Or yeah, I mean, I, I know what I know what and that this, means. That dude said, I don't know what, "Did he say work no rep?" Is that what he said it was, or want no rep? Uh, I, th- I think he said work. Go go back to it. Yeah. What does he say? The guy is a thousand percent saying work no rep. He's saying work no work rep. no rep. The complete and we, opposite. And we can't get a hold of this guy. We We've tried. tried. Oh, he's man. busy doing blood shit. But yeah. There's, uh, <laughs> yeah. He's uh, not a false blood. Nah, nah. Yeah. Suwu. Uh, or maybe we could just are you familiar with that expression too um, oh yeah yeah. Suwu. yeah Suwu. I don't know exactly what it means no, it's Swahili on. for blood oh, and okay. then they adapted it as like a battle cry for like let's, let's do some shit Bro, right that, now dude that's the, the, the funniest the funniest <laughs> tweet I ever saw yeah and I and I, I, I feel bad that I don't remember who said it but they but they were like uh, they were like uh, can a can a crip can a crip date an Asian girl named Suwu <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I don't think I'm ever going to see anything funnier than that. That's funny as shit. Yeah. Is it yeah. Sue Whoop or Sue Woo? Sue Woo. Sue Woo. Yeah. I never Su-woo. knew that it was. I didn't even knew that it was Swahili for blood. Though. It is. I didn't yeah. Know we looked that. it up. I mean, it's it's the mm. first thing. It's, uh, it's Swahili. You know so much about the bloods now. Well, I'm working <laughs> with a community activist. For, so, um, yeah. No. Sue Woo. Yeah. Sue Woo. <laughs> But anyways, now you heard Brian weigh in on it. The debate continues. Mm. Is it work? Yeah, no wreck? I'm, I'm on the I'm on the want no wreck team. I'm, okay. I'm throwing my full weight behind it. Okay, man. Yeah, because when he when you repeat it, it sounds the same as how he's saying it. It yeah. does. Yeah. It yeah. does feel. Like, yeah. I don't know. Mm. Mm. It really would be great if we could hear back from this guy. Oh yeah. You, you might one day. I mean, how does one he day. not? How does he not know that he's famous on the well, internet? Well, get, he's getting, he's get, I, I went to his page and like he's posting random shit, you know, like it's whatever. Coming. I'm watching this show right now. Everyone's like, you want that rec? rep? <laughs> like they're all, all his comments. So he's going to figure it out at some point. Yeah. He's got to. Because Robert Paul Champagne eventually was found. Yeah, it yeah. took two years or so. Yeah. And eventually we will know him. It'd He'll be great. Be yeah, it'd be great if the listeners, if somebody knows like what city this dude's in, we could kind of go down that path. You know, of course, don't bother him. <laughs> no, please don't. <laughs> no, no. Just, we don't uh, want no rep. Nope. We don't want no wreck. Not at all. Don't want anything. I just sent him a bunch of cookies. Man, you just like, know his breath smell like malt liquor. <laughs> <laughs> you just know it. Oh, uh, before we go, I wanted to ask you. So you've always been good about just spitting shit out of your head. So we got, sometimes people send in questions, just like, I want advice. I was wondering if I could just read you some. Okay. And you just, first, there's no wrong, just whatever, first thing comes to your mind, just give an opinion. All right, hit me. All right, so 
This says, hey, Tom and Christina, I'm a huge fan, been listening for a long time, but I have a huge problem that I need help with. I'm a 35-year-old man. I'm deeply in love with my best friend. I can't bring myself to tell her because she's dating a close friend of mine for about 12 years now. Me and her are extremely close. We always do everything together. My love for her has amplified massively over the past two years. It caused me to fall into a deep depression because I've never been in love before. I don't know what to do. What makes the situation even more complicated is the guy she's been dating this whole time. I've known since I was in 10th grade. He is my other best friend's brother. His family and my family are super close as well. We celebrate birthdays together, holidays together. This makes everything much more difficult. I have to hide how I feel. Is there any advice you guys have uh, that would be, it would be greatly appreciated. Love the show. Love you guys. Corey. That's pretty intense, dude. What would you do? What do you advise him? Tell her. Tell her. Man, living live your truth, man. Just tell, tell the truth. Deal with the consequences. Because any, anything you got to, anything you got to pretend to get, you got to stay pretending to keep. Right. And that's exhausting. Just tell her, let the chips fall where they may. Motherfuckers, stop talking to you. Fuck them. Let them. I, I think, hey, no, I think, Corey, you know what? Brian gives you great advice, Corey, because essentially Brian's advice to you is like, do you feel like wasting your time or not wasting your time? Right. Because you're either going to keep that. The pretend thing is just going to feel like you're wasting your time for however many years this continues. Yeah. This can get it out of the way. Plus, plus also, man, that whole lonely, that lonely brings the worst out of you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you, 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 cause you headed towards that, like that joker path. You, you, you gonna fuck around and try to poison somebody or, yeah. you know, like you got that nasty shit brewing in you cause you lonely and she might not even be into you. You need to find that out soon. That's right. Well, it's, it's the waste of time. Let, let me tell you something. I go opposite. Don't say shit, but give up on this bitch. Here's why. Because she don't give a fuck about him. If you have to tell some bitch, I like you, it is not mutual. Because that shit, you, should, you know how you feel it with somebody? Yeah. Like, I think that, but she likes me. I yeah. know. It's a done. If, you, if a man has to confess his love, mm. it is not on. But here's you. why I disagree with you. Go ahead. Because the penalty, the burden that he will carry if he doesn't say it, is that in life, he'll always wish he had said it. Mm. You'll, years later, mm. let's say you, you grow apart for whatever reason, it'll eat away at him that he was like, man, I, I wanted to tell her that I felt that way. It feels better. It feels, it, it okay. actually feels better to let it out and have her be like, it's not, I'm not But into you know it. he's going to explode all these relationships. His best friend's going to hate him. It's worth it. It's worth it. Yeah. <laughs> it's worth it. I disagree. And then you know what? You learn to build a pipe bomb. <laughs> I say, I say, give up on this girl. Shut the fuck up. Go find some other hoe. She's somebody else. But, 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 but what's the difference? I mean, because if, if he gives up on her and just goes away, what's the difference? I'm talking about the outcome wise. What's the difference between the, that and him telling her and then her being like, no, and him going away? The difference is he gets to keep his best friend, his community of people. No, if, the brother, the brother is his best friend. This dude is not his friend. The brother, yeah, but I mean, he, basically, he's going to put a grenade in his entire social life if he comes out with this big truth. And usually, when you're obsessing about somebody who's not reciprocating, it's, it's all on you. Yeah, you know, that's not about love. That's like that person shouldn't even be an option to you. So the fact that he's in so into somebody who's not giving back, he's got to look at himself. It's not about her. Oh, and you know, I'm what, sure she's you know what not really that sucks is he's probably. He's probably known. He probably knows that this dude don't really give a fuck about her. You know what I mean? Right, right. He's oh, like I've, I've, I used to be that guy that was just like scared. That's just yeah. Now I'm I'm completely like I'm just living in my truth, man. I'm just gonna shoot. My I think shot. you got to do it. I think you take Brian's advice. You tell her, and you know you let her. You let it. 
Let whatever happen, happen. All right, yeah. guys. Well, All right, here's the next one. Up. Let us know how it goes. <laughs> Brian, here's what you think. This one says, hey, I'm a white trash cum dump looking for love <laughs> yeah. in what seems to be all the wrong places. I'm a, I'm a her in my mid-20s, above average attractiveness. I love to fuck and I fuck good. And I'm a considered a ball hog in my career. The total package. The men I meet have been like jeans that start high and tight but get low and loose after a few weeks. I'm starting to think finding a boyfriend is as rare as a double pipe classic. What's the secret to finding a love like yours? Piss on me and beat me. Mm. Hoa man out. Emily from Atlanta. Double double pipe classic meaning? Uh, burp and fart at the same oh, time. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Um, very rare. That is very rare. Yeah. Wow. Like in the same moment. Not like then one, the other. It's right yeah. at the same moment. Same moment. Wow. I don't know if I've ever done that. Oh, well, that's how rare it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. I have a few written down. They're engraved and troped. But. Um, see, I just don't, I don't believe this woman. Tell me why. Because it comes off too much like she's trying to convince me of what she is. Like she's not being honest with herself about what she is. Because mm. she's like, I'm, I'm, the total she's like, I'm all these good things. Mm-hmm. I'm, mm. I'm all the, it's just all good. And for some reason I can't find a boyfriend. Oh. It's like, nah, bitch, you just not being honest with yourself. You need to like mm. really like, you know, get a friend that's willing to fucking, you know, cause she's probably, she's probably gotten rid of every friend that tried to check her. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like, no, be honest with yourself or hire somebody, hire a professional that doesn't have to fucking be nice to you. Hire, right. And like, be honest with yourself. You're not. Be honest with yourself. Yeah, you're not mm. the total package, obviously. I, I like that because I think mm, what's happening. I like that too. You're right. It's like, you know, ever meet someone who's like, you know. Uh, everyone has broken up with me. All my friends have gone away, and every job I get, I get fired from. Everyone's an asshole. It's like I think maybe you're an yeah. asshole. Yeah, the common denominator. Anytime someone right? is telling me a story where they are both the hero and the victim, yeah, they're always full of shit. Yeah, mm. yeah, yep. That's it's like you can't be both of those in the same story. That's true. Yeah. So maybe I mean I don't want to like uh, piss on her parade. But uh, maybe it it is about like doing a real evaluation with Emily, right? Yeah. Like, what's really going on? Are you being honest about what yeah. you're bringing to the table? Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. You what have... kind of guys are you going after that are they're all fuck ups like this? Yeah. And a lot of times these girls have that princess shit going, yeah. where nobody's as good as daddy or nobody's up to my high standards, and that's also a way of keeping intimacy or she's away. Just, or she's just aggravating. Yeah. She I would I would love to hear her voice. Cause sometimes it's just that it's just like, yeah. she talks like was that. it was it my voice that reminded you of that? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Your your voice is just right uh-huh. on the cusp. Yeah, a big <laughs> right. It's right on the cusp. How dare you? It's almost annoying. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> like she she can she she can turn it up a notch and get annoying yeah. if she yeah. wanted to. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, sure. I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> Thanks, guys. That's good advice, actually. Um, this one is really important. This one is called "My girlfriend won't eat my scrum." Oh, oh wow! What's what is scrum? It's basically like a nice way of saying your ass. Okay. Um, so it says, "Hey, I need some relationship advice. I've been seduced by the scrum, and I'm currently trying to get my girlfriend to tongue my beehole. Hmm. However, she refuses on the grounds that as a follower of Islam, she is unable to eat pork." because pigs are unclean animals due to their tendency to live in and around their own shit. This would make her the same, if not worse, than the oinkers in the eyes of Allah. As a white cisgendered atheist who respects her (laughs) beliefs but really needs her to lick around the brown, what should I do? Keep it high and tight. Sincerely, Richard. 
Wow, okay. what a unique relationship. Are y'all fucking with me? Are these real people? Like yeah. Yeah. Is, yeah. Well, a lot of this is written in the language of our show. Yeah, yeah. The, writing, the, the references. The language, like the, the lexicon they choose to dive into is like show jokes. Is there a glossary? Yeah, there well, is. There's somebody's a couple building it, right? No, that's already out there. Because oh. when I went to Vegas with you, people would like yell shit at you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Like he had to explain to me like, what is bikes? Yeah, what is... <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Okay, but okay. So, so, so he's he, basically. Let me translate. He's saying I'm dating. He's saying I'm dating a Muslim girl who won't eat my ass, and uh, I just want her to. What should I do? But he doesn't. He's not willing to stop eating bacon. Um, I I don't know that it's so much that as much as oh, he's it's calling, unclean. Yeah, he's calling his ass the pork. You know, I think oh, her, she's just basically like. That's not gonna happen. He's like, know. it needs to happen. Cause do well, do Muslims have some kind of like, some kind of like blessing or oil that like, well, like what does say pork accidentally gets on something? Right. Oh, right. Do they can do they have that like a spray? Like a That's magic a eraser, right? Yeah, like a Allah mist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That they can put on his asshole, maybe. Mm. That's a good question. Oh, that's a really good idea. Maybe this dude should just like he should be so well versed in the in the practices of Islam that whatever mm. she throws at him, he's like, "What about the blanket of truth?" <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe just, like maybe like an inc- like some incense smoke that he can blow yeah. up there or something that can make it okay. Ooh, that's a good idea. Like to make it a holy thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, he this just is... needs to know Islam in and out. Be like for Ramadan, this yeah. is how yeah. we're going to break the fast. That's you're right. Gonna you're going to fast scrum. all day. Yeah, you, need to study, you need to study the Quran. I'm sure there's a contingency in there in case like yeah. you accidentally get some bacon in your mouth. Or sure, for sure. Mm. Yeah. And there's no way none of these uh, Muslim Jews are getting their ass eat. Like none of them? Right. Come on. Yeah, come on. yeah a lot of them are. That's a I good point. You, yeah. I bet you could you could find that on in some porn. Some Muslim ass eating. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Just pull that up on it's the search. very respectful ass eating. Yeah. Huh. There's a call to, to the ass eating first, <laughs> right? Like the five minute. Oh. But, but, but also, um, Islam means submit, submission. Oh, really? That's yeah. what it translates to. Yeah, it's like, do what I fucking tell you. Do what well, I. Because if he marries her, she has to do whatever he says. Maybe. Though what if that's he could, right. What if he could get a little thing going where he's like, "All right, I'll convert, but you're gonna eat my ass." Like that's oh, a nice. Yeah. But what if? But what if Muslims don't eat ass? Period. They do. I Come doubt on. that. There's fucking There's a couple no billion way. of them. Yes. They don't. What about Catholics? Are we allowed to eat ass? Somebody eats ass. I know Muslims that eat pork. You do? Oh, yeah. What? Yeah, I know Muslims that, that they, you know, they just like, it's just like, it's like every other religion. Yeah. There's people that's orthodox, it's like about their life, and then there's people that just say they are. Yeah, yeah. So they, but they're like, they're culturally. Yeah, she's about that life. Who's, who's turning down scrum? I know. Mm. Mm. Are you about that life? Are you a scrum eater? I mean, I'm not, I'm not. Like, look, I'm not seeking it, but if yeah. I, if I was in the situation, if that was the barrier to entry, then I'm in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm not gonna stop at the scrum. No. I won't eat Tom's scrum. No. Nope. Yeah, I mean, but it can't be no shitty smell because smells for me are really powerful. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. If course. I smell the slightest hint of shit, yeah. I'm out of there. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. No. So and I'll I'll get you whatever damn. I've cleaned douche. up, but she don't want no wreck. So, she <laughs> so uh, this is the last one. Uh, your advice is very welcome, on Brian. It says, hello, I need some advice for my situation. I'm really mm-hmm. uh, into one of my friends at school and college. Oh, I want to make a move, but here's the tricky part. We both want to go to, to university next fall. And we both, we agreed that if possible, we'll go to the same school and room together. I want to ask her out, but I'm worried that she'll either reject me and possibly ruin our friendship or say yes, and we'll get sick of each other from in a relationship and roommates as classmates. So am I overthinking it? I just need to go full throttle. 
or do I need to keep my dirty slut mouth shut and save the friendship and my uni buddy, Ron? So you see what he's saying? So he's saying that I think he has a friend in, let's say, high school, and they're like, all right, we're, it's a guy and a girl. We're both going to go to the same university next year. Is this the guy or the girl? This is the guy asking. Okay. And he's like, look, they have an agreement that they're going to go to the same university and room together, but now he's saying he's got mm, a crush, bad idea. basically. I, I mean, I don't know what you think. I think. No. I wouldn't room with a dude. No, my nigga. Nasty, no. Don't yeah. Don't do this, no. Because, look, and this, this happened to me. Same, the same warrant officer. They pulled me to the side and told me what was up. Yeah. He's the same one when I first got there. He was like, um, he was like, um, you got a girlfriend? I was like, yeah. He was like, she from back home? I was like, yeah. He was like, you think about getting married? I was like, yes, sir. He was like, no, you're not. Really? Right off he the He said, end. don't fucking do it. Don't fucking do it. He said, I could order you to stay away from her. Damn. But I'm not going to do that. But I'm just trying to give you some good advice. If the Marine Corps wanted you to have a wife, it would have issued you one. Mm. Damn. And he was fucking right. Everybody mm-hmm. I know that was married, that got married to that first girl from home, they divorced now, except one. Only one couple is still together. Yep. Everybody else is divorced. And it was miserable. And now me and that girl are good friends, but I, we would have been an awful couple. Yeah. You know, so, so it's, like, it's like you can't, because I don't know if this is the first girl to touch your penis or the first titties you they're ever not, saw. They're just friends. They're not together they're yet. Not even, they've never, no, he bro. wants to tell her he loves her. Bro, you're going to no. go to... Don't do that. You go to college first. Yeah. Don't be roommates. You know, he, you know what you should do? He should go there, be fine with like keeping the friendship, meet other girls. Yes. She dates other guys. Yeah. You go through the whole thing. And then at the end of college, you're like, we've all, we both tested the waters and you see if there's feelings yeah. there then. 100%. See, some, see some, some, of you, some of you niggas is losers. Like, you look. Can I put that on a shirt? Yeah, because because listen, listen, listen to me. Every all the guys, all the little guys, is like the young the youngins that's out here, like that want the same answer. It's like just try, just be a girl's friend. Just try that first. Just like every girl you have any kind of tingly feeling for, is not your girlfriend, is not your wife, is not a potential relationship. Just be nice to her and be her friend, and you'll get. She will. She will help you get pussy. She will help you find that other person, but. Why can't you? It's, it's like some guys had this attitude of like either, either, either we're completely platonic or we're fucking totally in love, and there's nothing in between. But there is. But there is. There's a yeah. lot of in between. So, some girls, they, you're just there for emotional support, or you're just there to you there to be there. You know, you're her work husband. Where she just flirts with you at work, whatever. She just likes the attention that you give her, but she don't want to fuck you. You know, oh, she's yes. never gonna fuck you. She's not in love with you, but she likes that. It, it it doesn't have to be more than that. Like, just be her friend. I agree. Let it That's let good. it go. If you are gonna go be roommates, just be her friend. Don't go there with no expectations that y'all gonna be together or you in love. You don't know if you in love. You fucking 18, 17. You ain't in love. That this, ain't real. This Mm-mm. is primo advice. Primo, and yeah. also don't live with the opposite sex. I, it's disgusting. Yeah. I've had male roommates when it's like four or five girls and one guy. It's nasty as hell. How's he gonna beat his meat at night? Yeah. He's gonna take nasty shits. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, no, you don't yeah, even don't, live don't, with the don't, woman. Don't do that. You setting yourself up for failure. Yeah, you, you about to start your whole college. Your, you your need to whole hook college up, life, bro. Yeah, man. You hook no, up. Don't do that. No, I don't do. Don't yep. don't be chained to one broad. You don't want it. No, that's what's up, nigga. <laughs> oh my gosh, with the n words today. Where is that him? No, <laughs> no. Oh. That's Annie that that's works Annie. here. Oh wow. Nope. This uh, this that's great advice, dude. You're a natural yeah. advice. Thanks, thanks. Yeah. yeah, you give great advice. That was a guttural n word. Oh, he gave different reads. When it comes from down that that deep. Yeah. 
He yeah. did. He did loose. He did like fun ones. Oh, oh wow! Because <laughs> <laughs> I know you don't have. Uh, I don't know. I know you don't have uh, unlimited buttons over there. So how many are dedicated to N words? Yeah, like forty. <laughs> You have, a, you have a whole nigga folder over there? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And after you leave, we're going to have about 30 more. It... <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, Y'all are something uh, else, man. man. This is a, a, I loved having you here today. Yes, this is your, thank you. You're a natural fit here. No, this is um, great. Come back again. Yeah. Of course. Where Tell everybody where they can, uh, first of all, I'll tell you this, because I've seen, I've seen you live, obviously, worked with you on the road. Um, you, need, you need, I tweeted it out. I, I uh, put it on my Instagram stories. Your David Spade set is phenomenal TV mm. set. Um, but where can people follow you, uh, keep up with you? Um, I'm a, at BS Comedian on Instagram. And my podcast is BS with Brian Simpson. BS with Brian What's Simpson. What's that about? It's just me talking about whatever I want. It's, yeah. not, it's not particularly funny. It's just this. It's me yeah. just being having my opinion about yeah, shit. That's great. Yeah, and I do like... I, I introduce like new like indie artists and shit at the end sometimes. Oh, that's, that's cool, neat. man. Yeah, a little Black History sometimes. Um, you good. are, yeah, you're you're a, a real talent, dude. I'm very yes, I'm very proud are. of what you're accomplishing. So Thanks, keep yeah, at keep it, going, man. Bro. Keep going, keep yeah. going. Yeah. Follow Brian, listen to his podcast, and uh, hopefully we get to see you soon, man. Work. Turn it to a telescope, turn it to a telescope, turn it to a telescope, turn it to a telescope.